Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can. Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now... Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fine episode of The Session. You sound weird, Justin. I do sound weird. Well, you know, I've been in Hawaii for, for like four years. You sound more so, handsome. Uh, well, thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, I've just been getting a tan, and uh, as your skin darkens, you sound more Greek, which is a, a science mm. fact that I, I picked up along the way. They have science in Hawaii. <laughs> they do have science yeah. in Hawaii. It's what we traded them for, for shells. Oh, that's when nice. We, when we purchased Hawaii, we said, here, you know, they gave us shells and we gave them science. Oh. Did we purchase Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we? No one else wanted it, I think, is more what happened. Picked I, it up off the scrap. I think yeah. that's incorrect. <laughs> I think we did. Tasty, you were around. Yeah, you, 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 ter- probably, yeah. you probably brokered that deal. territory, so that, yeah, somehow they had... We purchased it from the king and whatever. I don't know. Maybe they traded for uh, Domino's Pizza or something. <laughs> I'm... Pretty sure it was one of those like we took the land from the Indians kind of deals. Oh yeah, one of those. <laughs> no, most of the land was sold to us. What do you take, even for the, for yeah. the Indians? Well, we, the Indians took we, it from we, other Indians, so it was yeah, a whole thing. Circle of life. You guys are terrible people. Why? It's not Doc. You 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 were around with the uh, the annexation of yeah. Hawaii. Didn't we pay? Didn't we purchase that? We bought it. Right? Stole it oh please! Whatever. Stole In your it. face. Yeah, Overthrew their, their monarchy. Didn't we put the queen in like prison until she relinquished her land or something? Yeah, we suck. Wow, you know a lot about yeah. the, the annexation of you, the Hawaiian Someone's territory. been playing a lot of trivia crack. <laughs> Yet I still lose. <laughs> yeah. uh, but really, ultimately, we all win. You know what I mean? Yeah. USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. In case you, uh, you, you know, you can't tell, this is JP. Justin is on vacation again. Uh, still again. So uh, I just want to say thanks for your donations. If you'd like to donate oh. to the Brewing Network, there's a, a donate link on the uh, on the homepage. And uh, you know, Justin needs a uh, needs a break. Do we get? I'm just. Doc, do we get paid vacation? Oh yeah. Good. Yeah, it's the same salary you get now. <laughs> right. Yes. And then and there's unlimited vacation same, days. Same rate. Limited too. Yeah. Sorry, our hourly is always <laughs> this is the like same. A gig. It's, yeah, yeah, it's what you get paid minus the free beer when you're here. Exactly right. Yeah. And we can take off as much time as we want. <laughs> right. Yeah. It says Doc. Doc just came off like a five year hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> He's back now though. A sabbatical. <laughs> this is what happened when we were at the uh, like an the uh, Bay Area Craft Beer Fest uh, a couple days ago, and I was working it with uh, Beverly there. Yeah. And uh, at one point, she turned to me and went, we're making Justin money while he's on beach somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Mm-hmm. And I went, I don't know what this is. She doesn't realize the entrepreneur uh, thing. Uh, yeah. it's, it's capitalism is yeah. what it is. Don't worry about it. Sell another hoodie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're victims of the four-hour work and, week. Yeah. We don't negotiate price. And why would we? Yes. No, but, uh, you know, Justin works hard. Everyone knows that. And we like to give him a little shit, man, because he's not here. And yeah. he can't do anything about it. Nor will he listen back to hear what we've had to say. No. About That's right. true. No. So, yeah, we can say whatever we want. I'm sure he's not listening now. But he'll still say, <laughs> yeah. good job, everyone. Yeah. Y'all did great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, thanks a lot for, for tuning in, and, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully we'll do great. Uh, we have the guys from Carton Brewing uh, from New Jersey on the line here Jersey. shortly. Uh, we have some cool stuff to get through. They, they do a lot of cool uh, experimental home brewing and stuff. They have a more beer so tippy dump, and, uh, yeah, but you're not in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is that. Well, yeah. I'm just saying I can relate to these guys. Yeah, you've done a, a, a tomato, cucumber, salt well, beer before? Uh, no, but I do experimentals. No. no. You're talking like about what? stream brewing. Like sometimes like a pale ale, and then other times it's like kind of a little bit of a bigger pale sometimes ale. It, yeah. And then it's a session pale sometimes ale. Sometimes I use different hops you're you're right. my pale ale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. Most people call that brewing. Oh. It's weird. Oh. It's in a really narrow range. Did you bring yeah. any in? I feel like you haven't brought oh, any homebrew you know in what for I was gonna bring in? half oh. a century. James Brown. And I wish I had. <laughs> was some of that Rosh beer that we had to make. Oh, yeah? Oh, Uh-oh. my God. That has turned into gold. You no still way. have some oh, really? left? Yes. <laughs> Once all the smoke bring in, all settled out? I'm not going to believe it. What happened to it? And all the smokiness just turned into this really, really nice little body, small, spicy character. It's really good. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. How much do you have left? Probably a gallon. Well, I'll bring in a couple of bombers and we'll uh, check it out next week. Fun. Yeah, please do, man. Yeah. I'd like to see that. I drank well, I all mine tonight because I know we didn't have any studio guests. Yeah, and it's harder to drink beer when they got beers floating around here a lot too. So that's sure. true. Our guests really do, you know, deliver the goods, man. Yeah, yeah. we have a great. They bring family. in, yeah, oh, they yeah. bring in a lot. But we do have beers from Carton Brewing Company yeah. today, so that it, offs- nice. it offsets our yeah. salary. And Tasty, I, I do want to just let you know, just offer to you that I do have uh, fridge space at home if you want to just give the beer to me <laughs> and then I'll bring it in next I week. I know you got fridge space because all our freaking beers there. Yeah. Well, no, not well, anymore. It's gone. It, it should be surprising that he still He's has holding, fridge uh, space right. with all of the beer that when he you, has. When there. you have your poker parties, do you charge like per head for beer or something like that? No, I but I take it you away should. from right. the he, table anyway. Oh, yeah, he takes oh, everyone's money. So oh, I see. It's, it's, not yeah. everybody's money. It is just like a right. sheep herding thing. Like. <laughs> right. Not yeah. docked. Not Mr. 7-5 of spades over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's me. All oh, right. Uh, if you guys haven't uh, seen it, we have a new Rogue video. You know, our, our part two of our Rogue uh, trip yeah. was released on Fate. It dropped, is what the kids say, right? Whoa. Okay. It dropped, yeah. Uh, so check that out. Push, uh, Push Eject did a great job editing that thing. And you, we, we toured uh, Rogue Farms up there in Independence, Oregon. Uh, it was a blast, man. It's a real working farm, and they, they grow a lot of the ingredients that John uses for that uh, for, for a series of beers that they do up there. And nice. there's pigs, and they're right yeah. by the, the Willamette River. 
We never clarified Willamette? if it's Willamette or Willamette. It's Willamette. You were at the uh, river. You should ask yeah. the river. Like, what do you call yourself? We should, yeah, I should have done. So you were at the I guess source. it depends on which side of the river you're on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Uh, it was a really cool, it was really cool, man. The beer's tasting so good. So if you get a chance, check it up. If you happen to make a trek up to Portland or whatever, swing by Independence and, and pop in on that farm. It's amazing. Now, didn't a collab uh, sort of beer get made up there? Uh, that's the purpose of the trip, right? Didn't that's uh, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben and Patty, oh, who oh. are our B and Army uh, listeners oh, and uh, members of our homebrew club, yeah. they they brewed a beer. So that will be uh, uh, episode three, I believe, of that uh, of the Rogue series. And then where's that beer going to be poured? Correct at NHC. NHC. Yeah. yeah. But I think we're going to try to have some here at the Hop Grenade. Uh, the like Monday before we all go down to yes. NHC, so that yeah. week of Monday oh, or that week of NHC, we're going to try to do a, a show here and have Ben and Patty on oh, and talk about it, yeah. drink the beer. Wow, and, that'll be great. And John and Stacy Meyer might be coming through too if That'd schedules work out. Yeah, yeah. That guy's built for the radio. I mean, did you watch him in the latest video? That guy. <laughs> yeah. He, he opens his mouth. It's spun gold. Yeah, riveting, uh-huh. yeah. riveting guy. Awesome. I got to watch that. Yeah, you should. It's, uh, you should. can really relate to him. It's it's you yeah. guys. Yeah. And how do I find peas in a pod? How do I find a video easily? Uh, you go to Facebook. Uh, I'm sure it's LinkedIn on Twitter. I'm sure it's also on our YouTube channel. How about for the uh, being a, a webpage? You can get there. Right? <laughs> I, I think you pick the one place you can. That's a, oh. that's a funny joke, Oh, that's man. right. We have no... We are redoing the webpage. I know, but yes. we, when so it's done, that's rad. And then we'll so, be able to add shit like that easy. That's right. You just go to our homepage. But you can find it on Facebook, which Facebook. is the easiest way to and find it. Network, yeah, yeah. And the Bring Network uh, YouTube you can see, page. If you haven't seen the other ones, you can see those there as well, I'm sure. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, Beardy's uh, a star of one of those, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But Beardy's prominently That was just a, like a, was just a teaser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're such a tease. He's the up and coming. <laughs> you are. I'm You're an some, up and comer. Something. Right, which, yeah. which should lead me to an Adam and Eve read, but I don't have it yet. Oh. Uh, be yeah. friends with us. We need it. We need more friends online. Uh, you know, if we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Are we on Instagram? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We are? We are. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Great. I don't even I'm, know sure, I'm sure it's doing well. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. So check us out. Uh, if you want to support us, like I mentioned before, uh, you can go to the homepage and click on the donate link. You can also do your Amazon shopping online. Use our link, and uh, we kind of sneak in there. Amazon gives us a little cut for directing you to them. Them, and uh, we're all happy. You get your stuff. We get four quarters. And, uh, you know, everyone's solid, man. And you share it all the way around here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. We cut it in half. It's weird. I have a bunch of quarter quarters. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, our Twitter game. Let's do our Twitter game. We're, uh, Doc, we're going to do feedback oh, later on in no, this No, Amazon segment. product of the week? Amazon, we're going to do all that later, too, because oh. we have a full first segment. Oh, I'm sorry. Why so, don't we always do feedback later on instead of disappointing me every show? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like you're not used to disappointment, and so we just oh, want to oh, oh. train <laughs> you. <laughs> we just want to train you. You know, that's how it goes, man. Yeah. Come on, Doc. It's real life. <laughs> yeah, this yeah is- but the problem is when you put it at the end of the show, and then Justin gets tired and stuff, and then you He's know. not He's here. He's not though. here. That's the thing about but it. But it's, it's a trend. Oh, well, actually, okay. Justin's not going to do it tonight, Doc. We're just going to get that out of the way, too. Okay. Well, so Doc's not wrong. Right. It's a trend yeah. that continues. Yeah. Disappointment. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> our Twitter game is brought to you today by Adventures in Homebrewing. If you need some good homebrewing ingredients and equipment, check them out. Adventures in Homebrewing. So it's, uh, you know, a, a, a trend with Jay in Hawaii. Uh, nobody knows what happens in Hawaii. It's a dark yeah, and mysterious do. place. No, nobody Not does. Evo, what happened there? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Pregnant. <laughs> See? Oh. 
yeah. fertile women get right. pregnant in Hawaii. Uh, so I would like to know what exotic disease, exotic disease Justin's coming back with from the strange dark lands and jungles of Hawaii. Well, it doesn't even have to be an STD. Fatherhood. It doesn't have to be at all. Could be. The disease could be marriage. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, uh, I haven't heard any rumors, could but that's baby. the... Uh, God, I was talking to Taryn, which is my first mistake. Oh, but she's like, no. I keep I keep expecting to see on Facebook an engagement announcement from Kate and Justin at Hawaii. I'm like, there's no way. No. In fact, no. I've I've heard, I won't name my source, but I've heard that uh, they might do a kid before the engagement. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> that is what I, I don't... Oh, oh, oh that's speculation. I, no, I, it is speculation. Uh-huh. Well, I hope they name it Snow. I just, you know... John Snow, like the rapper? No, like uh, Game of Thrones. Game, no, Game of Thrones. I just said <clears throat> Snow. Cool. <laughs> uh, so, Scott, you mentioned that you and Bev were at the Martinez Beer Fest. Yeah, that was, that? Cool. that was the the Bay Area Craft Beer Fest put on by uh, Beer Pal and his lovely wife uh, Leanne. Yeah, and uh, it was a good time. Huge crowd, really warm. And but I, I know that uh, Bevo had a little anecdote she wanted to share. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she sounds like she wants to share it. <laughs> Well, generally, like, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm just used to going to fests where we have a big presence and people know about us. Because this douchey little hipster ass punk came up to us and was like, I'm a home brewer. Explain to me why I need you in my life. <laughs> and so, being the nice person that I am, I. Went over the different. The table. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> yeah. I went over the different. Um... Did you snap his suspenders? <laughs> no, she, she was no, so I pulled pleasant. his mustache out. No, like, I was actually very, yeah, you very, were. very, very nice. She's like, "Well, sir, let me tell you." I went through all of the, our different shows. I talked to him about sours. I talked to him about the sour hour. Asked him if he knew who Jay Goodwin was. I did the whole thing. Like I did my job. Wow. And this little turd was like. <laughs> At the end, I went to hand him a postcard with our information on it so that he could look us up. And he was like, you haven't convinced me. And I was like, bitch, get out of here. Wow. <laughs> I do not have time for you right now. Did it you say that hot. to him? Tell me you said that to him. No, yeah. I stood there and my face went from like happy Beverly to like, I'm going to stab you in the throat, Beverly. And I just tapped the uh, postcard against my hand while he kept talking. Like it was so apparent that I wanted him to like. What else did he have to say? I was going to kill him. And he yeah. like he was. He got all like, oh, I'll take your postcard. And I was like, don't do me any favors. Yeah. <laughs> now you don't get one. <laughs> you should have just started tearing it up in his face. <laughs> yeah. Threw it at yeah. smaller, oh. smaller pieces and just threw you it at him. You know what? I oh. don't get super angry usually about things like that. But I wanted pissed. to. I wanted to. <laughs> throw a warhead at his head. I wanted to body slam him. <laughs> I wanted to go Hulk Hogan on his face. The rest of the day, Beeb was not. She was not herself. That might have yeah. convinced yeah. him that he oh, needed you in to, his life. Like. The people's elbow, it almost happened. <laughs> never go full, never go full Bevo. That's a rule, I think, at every at every festival. That guy oh, though, he so he, angry. He was not representative of uh, the crowd. The no, most, he was most not. of the people uh, were we, great. We don't want him as a listener. I'm sure anyway. he doesn't have a lot of friends. That <laughs> <laughs> didn't yeah, that's great. We almost got a knife in the throat, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. We were pouring, he almost said no friends. Yeah, Game of Thrones? Oh yeah. my god. We were pouring a uh, faction pale ale. Okay, at, yeah, uh, at the booth. Uh, yeah, and, uh, it <laughs> best beer there. Yeah, that's where I got that from. A lot of people tasting yeah, included. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, back for uh, seconds, was. thirds, and sevenths. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. They had one handle. Yeah, it was the best beer place there. They yeah. were. You guys were the. Uh, our booth was the only booth that it. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Was pouring yeah. faction yeah. didn't have a presence yeah. other than they just gave us some kegs to pour. Huh. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I was really happy. I found it up at CBC on the exhibit hall floor. Ran into uh, Roger, and he's like, "I think where our beer's pouring." Oh, uh, I think our beer's pouring. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, pay <laughs> uh, up here. Yeah, you just gotta go find it. 
so I found it, and then I, that became my center point that I circled. That was your home base, right? Exactly. Yeah. I always did a loop, and then came back, got a faction, then went and talked to somebody, came back, got a faction. Would you say great. that was the best beer at the CBC? Um, the only fault, the only reason I pick another beer is because Heater Allen Pilsner was up there, oh, and it was yeah, really good. True. Yeah. So it was, his was the best pale ale for sure, hands down. Okay. Well, yeah. Hey, There's that's that. pretty good. Well, because yeah. everyone else is doing IPAs and yeah. sours. Are, it's not a bad category. Are we allowed to talk about what happened after the fest, Scott? That also involved a faction beer? Uh, oh, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> this was an amazing moment. I may or may not have also done my first keg Full stand at this, no. <laughs> this year. Oh, yes. I heard somebody did. Yeah. You, you know who else yeah. did a keg stand? What? Marty Moskowitz. Wow. Oh. I have never. I grew up with him drinking one glass of wine with dinner, like three out of seven nights a week. One. Or you even have like a martini when company came over. One. And now he's doing a keg stand? This is a changed what man. What have you done to him? I uh, have corrupted him thoroughly. He clearly. might sue you. Wow. Well get some insurance. Defamation how, of yeah, character? Yeah. 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 How, did, how did Beverly get talked into doing yeah. a keg stand? It actually was remarkably easy. If, was it? I feel like I put up a How did this happen? Uh, was how did this was happen? it a keg of five loco? Is that what it was? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> well... I feel like Kevin was a huge pusher. He was like, "We need to, we need to video this, and we need to send it to Justin." And, here he is, and he needs to. You have a video. Does Kevin, Kevin, come in Kevin here. has at the video. window. Kevin has a video yeah, of this. Here. Sergio, uh, we're, we're, Sergio from Melavino Meter is on is on hold, but I feel like this is uh, engaging content enough to keep yeah. you on hold. Uh, this is yeah, we need to watch a good video on the radio. Kevin, yeah. you got my dad on video too, right? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Kevin was uh, the uh, the record keeper. He's showing it to JP right now. Can they get can you, that on you the, play that uh, into the website? Can you hold that on the website? Hold it on the video. Yeah. 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 Well, I'd, I'd like to see it first. Hold that. Hold your mic up. So I'm going upskirt, yeah? So I'm going oh, upskirt, yeah, you do. <laughs> I had three rules. One was don't make fun of the fact that my legs weren't shaved. Hold my skirt in place, and when you lifted me up, be prepared and don't look like you're struggling on video. <laughs> Is that camera on me right it's now? It's on you right now. Yeah, so that happened. That's good. That's stuff. incredible. That was you. Wow. Yeah, I believe and, it. And now. you have a lot of rules. And Kevin made that happen too. Yeah. Nice work, yeah, buddy. Yeah, it was definitely Amazing. Kevin. Definitely um, facilitated that. And it wasn't necessarily a cake; it was a jockey box stand. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Of a well, jockey yeah. Box, which is kind of harder. It I was feel. real challenging. Yeah, it was tough. Nice work, Bev. Yeah. Well, you, you know, make me proud, girl. Thank you. There you go. That's the Thank Bay Area Craft Beer Fest. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Sounds like you guys had a blast. Yeah. We sure did. Yeah, that's you amazing. Of it. All right, Sergio from Melovino Meadery. Are you on the phone, buddy? Yes, I am. Can you guys hear me? Perfect. Dude, this is like the all-new Jersey show right now. It really is. I know. Oh, yeah. Jersey show. Yeah, I saw you guys got Carton Brewing on later, right? Yeah. 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 All right. We're, we're representing today. You've been over there before, Sergio? Yes, I have. How yeah. is it? No, they, they make great beer, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to hearing them on the show later. Yeah, I pick up some tips. <laughs> where, yeah, I'm not that great at beer making, so I'll be listening. Where is uh, Vauxhall in relation to Atlantic Islands? Uh, it's uh, less than an hour away, but uh, they're more like South Jersey. Nice. Okay. Mm. Awesome. So we're uh, going to pick up some tips for you uh, from you today about making a better mead at home, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, Moscow and I, we've been talking about doing this uh, little segment uh, once a month on the Brewing Network uh, about making mead right. Mead made right. Yeah, it, it's 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 a necessary uh, topic too, man. Because there's there's a lot of meads that just aren't. I mean, it's a lot more than just adding yeast to uh, honey and water, man, and calling it good. Uh, talk about it. Well, I wonder too if there's like a lot less um, experimentation in general with mead. Like, I, I, is that fair to say? Like, is there just less, uh, you know, uh, going outside of the established norms? I don't know. I mean, in in my opinion, I think uh, depending if you're really into home brewing, I think you get open into different fermented creations as well, and you're you're bound to dabble in other things other than beer, in my opinion. Eventually, uh, whether it be cider, mead, or anything else. But um, yeah, one one main topic, one main uh, key idea that I always had was you know a lot of, a lot of home brewers, you know, they might not have ever given mead making a shot. Uh, sure. For different types of reasons, either they had some horrible homebrew, or they've had some horrible um, commercial examples uh, of mead, and they just decided, you know what, it's not even worth their shot. Or they are thinking, like you guys have it tagged on your form, you know, it's for the fairy boys. You know? <laughs> we do. We should probably change that. Your fairy boys. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing, though. If you're going to go that route too, you could always say, listen, fairy boys are always surrounded by women. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Fairy boys oh. and guys from New Jersey. Yeah. I, what was funny eight years ago probably isn't still funny. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, you guys should update that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we will. You actually you, you made a great point, Sergio. Uh, I can't remember where. Uh, I think I read it on your website. You were saying that, um, you know, a lot of people think, eh, well, you know, meat is too sweet. I'm not going to, like, you know, pair it with my dinner. But meanwhile, they'll they'll pair a Pepsi with their dinner, which is, well, like, yeah. a lot sweeter. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I mentioned this in, in all of our tours and tastings because a lot of people that come through our doors never had mead before, and they're experiencing mead for the first time coming into our meadery. And uh, I have been put on the spot uh, during the early few weeks that when, from when we actually opened for business, and uh, a customer actually asked in front of everybody during the tasting, uh, which which he said, uh, you know, don't you think this mead stuff is a little too sweet to be pairing with food? And uh, my immediate response to him was, well, if you're going to compare it directly to grape wine, I can see where you're coming from. But you ever had a pizza with a can of soda? You know, now, those two go great together. And most of our meads, and I would say at least half or 60% of the meads on the market, are actually a, a third of the sugar of any can of soda out there on the market. Oh. And and it could be even less. I mean, you have your dry meads as well. so. It's just a big misconception, being that meat is made from honey. Obviously, I've never heard of anybody say I'm going to pair this, you know, steak with a Seven Up. Well, they might not say it, but they do it all the time, right? Sure. Yeah, oh, I think we need to do that kind of thing. Yeah, there should be a market for that junk food. Or just, just have a dinner that we junk pairs. food pairings. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Twinkies what goes before loco. <laughs> Hangovers. Any, anything. Oh, wow. Everything. <laughs> So what's your, what's uh, the uh, mead made right tip for today? All right, so I'm basically going to drop the the biggest one on the uh, on the first on the first uh, segment of it, which is definitely the most important, I think, and the key to really making great mead. Uh, so if you follow this this advice, you could basically make a great mead uh, anytime you want. So what it really all comes down to is nutrient additions, right? That's one of the single most important parts about making mead. Uh, nutrient additions, there's uh, there's some cookie-cutter 
uh, I like to call it cookie cutter nutrient addition regimes that everybody basically follows. And it's not always 100% exactly the way you want to go. Uh, that's what I found out through a lot of experimentation and looking into, you know, why do we need this? Why does it work? How does it work? And how good is it working? And questioning all uh, along every step of the way. So with nutrient additions, a lot of people use uh, DAP, diamanium phosphate, and uh, Fermate K, or a combination of the two. So... Basically, what I like to use and what I always recommend any new uh, people that are getting into mead making for the first time is using all Fermade O. It's a different type of uh, nutrient, uh, yeast nutrient that's uh, available through most homebrew supply shops. So there's a big, big difference between Fermade O and uh, Fermade K even, even though they come from the same manufacturer, and even more of a difference uh, when you're talking compared to DAP. So... What you want to do is when, when you're using Fermate O, it is the organic, uh, it provides an organic form of nitrogen uh, uh, compare, um, versus an inorganic form of nitrogen. We covered this the last time I was on the show. Yeah. But um, the, the key to having an, in, an organic form of nitrogen added to your mead is that that nitrogen, the organic nitrogen, can actually be metabolized through the later parts of fermentation by the yeast compared to inorganic uh, forms of nitrogen. That's why a lot of people, even if they follow the, you know, the, the very well-known cookie-cutter nutrient regime for mead making, um, they still will actually run into stalled fermentations or a lot of uh, sulfur odors, uh, a lot of off flavors, um, and and one of the reasons um, one of the reasons of which are basically because that inorganic form of nitrogen, the yeast also has to uh, it, it ends up lacking that nitrogen towards the end part of fermentation and starts stressing out and creating those all flavors. Okay, so it's it's more of a complete nitrogen deposit. For your Pretty much, it's kind okay. of like the equivalent. You know, speaking to uh, Scott Labs. Uh, about this in depth it's kind of like uh they brought up the uh, the example of it's kind of like the equivalent of having a snickers bar and getting a sugar rush Mm -hmm. and we'll compare that to inorganic form of nitrogen for the yeast and having you know some some fruit an orange and or some apples uh and getting some like natural sugar in your body you're going to have a much more prolonged effect from that sugar okay so it's kind of like the it's kind of like the same idea with uh with that example Fermate O, never heard of it. That's a good tip, man. Yeah, so it's, I mean, there's a whole bunch of science behind how much you actually have to add. You're not just going to exchange Fermate O for Fermate K and DAP like one-to-one. But uh, I do have a bunch of information on a website that I just kind of like got started up just to provide uh, home brewers with some more mead-making tips, uh, which is meadmaderight.com. And I have, like, all, like, the vital data statistics and information on there. Um, and anybody could always obviously feel free to give me a call or ship, send me an email as well if they have any additional questions. Okay. But, well, you, you say yeah. you've, you've never heard of it, JP. I no, mean, I've never how, heard of it. Is, it. is it hard to find, Sergio? No, not at all. Any Anywhere, any homebrew supply shop carries, uh, you know, Fermate K and DAP, they're going to carry Fermate O as well. Yeah, Fermate uh, K, I, I'm very familiar with um, for my years at Morbier, but I have just haven't been shopping for anything else. So I'm, you know, kind of out of the loop on the new on the new thing. So this is great. This is a good tip. Yeah, and it makes it makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, I'm, I'm literally, uh, with the nutrient regime that I actually put together, 
it's different than what, like I said, that cookie cutter nutrient regime that everybody else follows because it is tailored to every specific batch of mead uh, based on the uh, batch size and starting gravity. So it's never going to be exactly the same unless you're making the same kind of base recipe every single time. Uh, so it makes a huge, huge difference. Fermentation temperatures stay lower. Uh, by using an organic form of nitrogen. And uh, like I said before, the organic form of nitrogen could actually be metabolized by the yeast during later parts of fermentation. So it's going to reduce your risk of stuck fermentations and other off flavors, off aromas. Uh, with this with this process, I could literally ferment 14% alcohol in two weeks flat. Wow. Damn. And it's clean. That's great. You know? That's a great use of equipment. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, right. Sergio, uh, this residual nitrogen, why, would that work with beer as well? You think that that sort of uh, yeast uh, nutrient? I don't know. All my beer was always crap anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you Stop gravitated to me. Then, I guess. Can, can you think well, of a reason it wouldn't work, Tasty? I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of anything, no. There, well, I mean, yeasts like, aren't that different. It's not necessary. What yeast are you using to make your... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, well, you get nitrogen, uh, your FAN levels, uh, and your malt are... Uh, right. Because you, you don't have a source of nitrogen in honey, but you do in beer, which is from your malt. Oh, okay. Unless if you have quality malt. real poor so quality malt, yeah. you won't have a nitrogen issue. It's just uh, nutrient additions are key in fruit-based fermentations, like uh, even cider, wine, mead... None that's of that nice. nitrogen is in there. That's, so that's why it's why included in the, uh, in yeah, the, the yeast. Right. That, that's why nitrogen additions are so important. Not to, not to interrupt, but did Sergio just toke up? <laughs> did did uh, you guys hear that just now? Did you hear that? It sounded like a lighter flick and then just a deep inhale. Well, yeah. and now's the time if there's any time. Uh, he he uh, vaporizes his free amino nitrogen. <laughs> yes. What's today's date again? Enough <laughs> ah. said. 420, right. bro. <laughs> hey, uh, Sergio, you just won a bunch of awards for your mead, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, a few weeks ago, we just uh, seven months into business, we actually brought home uh, two golds and a silver medal at the biggest meat competition in the world. Nice Good work, man. man. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah, so we're still running the coattails of excitement from that one. <laughs> <laughs> As you should be, man. As you should be. Hey, give your plugs. Are you doing uh, online orders still? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have an online store at mellovino.com. Uh, right now, we're shipping to uh, four different states, Jersey, uh, New Jersey being one of them, obviously. Um, and we're going to be expanding to a few other states, California included, within the next few weeks, probably. Yeah, oh, baby. Cool. So yeah. How, how are your uh, issues with the local laws? Remember last time you were talking about, oh, can't get here, can't get there kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah, anyone giving you shit? No, no. I mean, ever, ever since I overcame those initial hurdles in opening the metering, uh, it was mainly with the, uh, the, with the state of New Jersey, uh, with their licenses. Yeah. Uh, not not catering to mead basically their winery license basically only allowed for wines to be made from grapes or other fruits so honey not being either or obviously that's what uh uh created the issue but um now everything's been uh everything's been on the straight and narrow uh they issued me basically a special permit uh, in in order to manufacture mead in the state of new jersey and that's been obviously what i've been running the business off of but uh now there is actually a bill uh that's going through legislation here in new jersey to actually create a meadery slash cidery license Uh, and i was actually just called down to trenton uh last week to actually speak to four of the top lawmakers in the state that are 
that are actually involved in uh, that legislation. Uh, they were looking for some feedback from, obviously, the only metery in New Jersey right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, man, making, making laws, making laws happen. Yeah, man. So they were actually shocked at what I got the ABC to, to let me do. <laughs> the time frame that I got them to do it. In yeah, too. they're not known uh, as an organization that's uh, wildly flexible. Yeah, no, not at all. But apparently in uh, New Jersey, no one gives a shit. I guess not. Yeah, they're like it's but, Jersey. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, they. Everybody that I've mentioned our story to is one hundred percent shocked. Even gov- especially the government workers. But uh, at the end of the day, they did go by us. So Good. nice job, man. Yeah. All right, Sergio, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, appreciate the tip on the Fermate O. Yeah, no problem. And uh, and also, before I go, congratulations, JP. I just heard last week that, oh. you, guys got, that you got engaged. Thank you, sir. Thank you very okay. much. I appreciate it. He'll be sure oh. to pass that along to Taryn. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's the lucky one, really. Let's, <laughs> right. let's be clear. Yeah, so congratulations. And Doc is there, too? Yeah, Doc I'm here. Is here, too. Yeah, congratulations to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Circle of life. Uh, Hakuna exactly. Matata. <laughs> oh, you've been listening. I always listen, man. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All, All right, right Sergio. Well, thanks, bud. We'll see you for the next one. Later. later, man. Bye. Bye. What a nice guy. Uh, I don't know, it might be all downhill from there, though. It's like when you start off like, all right, I'm right. going to give my best tip here on the first one. Yeah, so feel free it. to tune out yeah. from here on out. <laughs> the next one is on bottle selection. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I, think, I think great stuff coming up. I think yeah. it's the most important because that is like if you're going to do one thing, that single <laughs> step. Take care of your yeast. Right. 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 Well, if it, if, if it doesn't make it in the end, you're like, man, I'm not doing this again. Right. Exactly. And, and nutrient additions are the key. And I think he's yeah. trying to fulfill uh, like the Jay Goodwin for sour beer role, where he wants people's first experience with me to be a really good one, so that they'll continue trying that particular beverage. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, do we have a Amazon product of the week? Sure. It's uh, I did this one specifically for uh, your hosting gig here, JP. Oh. It is uh, the uh, Petrodex enzymatic toothpaste for dogs in poultry flavor. Oh, good. Yeah. So someone flavor. It's poultry. Mm. Okay. It's a, it's a poultry flavor. Right. Paltry. 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 Like that. It's like that. Eh. Uh, this was uh, ten dollars and sixty-four cents. So we made uh, a cool eighty-five cents. So thank you, but. I do want to pass along, uh, now you just had a mead-making tip here, Scott's dog toothpaste tip of the week. Okay. You, you can make your own. You do not need to spend $10 for a stupid tube of dog toothpaste. You mix baking soda, cinnamon, and uh, a bouillon. The cinnamon will make his breath nice. The bouillon will make it a nice flavor. And then you bind that all together with coconut oil, and you have dog toothpaste. Coconut oil. How do you bind it with oil? Uh because oh, it, it, it solidifies at a room you, temp or whatever? You've seen yeah. cinnamon before. Or you've seen cinnamon before. That's you can keep clicking on the Brewing binding. Network Amazon link yeah, uh, and continue yeah. to buy it. Not to discourage you. I love you for doing it, but I just a word to the wise. You don't have to. Also, you don't need to buy dog shampoo. You can <laughs> just, just use dish soap. Just say you can also make your own human toothpaste out of baking soda, clay, and Stop coconut oil. Using Pinterest, wow. see Get, how was your oil pulling? Hey, by pe- the way, um, people, was... people, people, you don't even need toothpaste. <laughs> no, oh, from the dog, makes your breath smell need... good though. Fine, you need it's the brush. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're scripted. Yeah, but if you want to be kissed by somebody, maybe or, you or should engage. Get like a minty for it, right? Well, the minty thing goes away. It's yes, the brushing. It, yes. Right. So you're saying you just recently bought a tube of toothpaste, Doc? <laughs> no, I was given yeah. it. Oh, for the okay. first time in 20 right. years. I could make some for you. It doesn't taste very good. <laughs> Does it taste like poultry? It tastes a lot like ash. Oh. Hmm. Ash. Weird. Ash, not uh, ass. You really okay. have. You did that age so well, we can't even make it's, fun of it now. 
All right. Well, yeah, thank, thanks for good. using the link, even though you're a dumbass. Uh, just click on the homepage there. Right? Click through and uh, right. do all your own. Uh, do your shopping. Tooth. The dog's going to be dead in 10 to 14 years anyway. <laughs> right. Who gives a shit? I probably have no teeth. Right. You're just renting right. him. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, on the line, we have Karen, and she's going to wrap with us a bit about the Buddha Beer and Wine oh, you just Fest. scared the hell out of me. Happening uh, here in the Bay Area. Karen, are you with us? <laughs> I, I am. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah, yeah. you sound great. Now I'm good. This, this is, as you know, this is all new, this Skype thing to me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She, yeah. Had to, she had to be coached uh, Coached up. She was like, can you just yeah. call my cell? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. Okay. So you have to bear with me. But I'm, I, first of all, I just really want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell you about Buddha Beer and Wine. Of course. Um, yeah. And it is for my nonprofit, which is called Offerings. And Offerings is a small nonprofit that helps um, teach teachers, therapists, and families how to work with their children with autism and other severe developmental disabilities. Oh, awesome. Uh, it's, yeah, it's here local in um, the San Francisco Bay Area. We've been in operation, oh, probably about nine years, uh, bringing experts in the field um, to the local area. And recently we have gone global to Indonesia where they have absolutely no services um, for children with autism and developmental disabilities and very few people who are trained. So that's a little bit about offerings. Um, shall I tell you about the event? Yeah, please do. It sounds from your uh, website, it sounds like there's going to be a, a jam-packed afternoon for everybody. Well, it's going to be a great evening. It's Friday night, May 1st, um, with some pretty amazing um, San Francisco Bay Area brewers. Um, and you're going to know these better than me, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, except that my sons really love these guys. So, Dr. Scott. Yes, sir. Yes. Ma'am. <laughs> Blue Oak comrades uh, uh popular um those will be some of the brews that are there as well as about eight brews from anchor steam uh their breckley's brown their porter uh their old foghorn their summer blend their brother steam and liberty ale are those kind of great stuff yeah that, that's all uh, anchor steam does a, a lot of really good really good beers Okay, well, all those will be there to taste. Great. Um, as well as um, a local Berkeley group called RDL. Uh, they're kind of a jazz Latin pop group with a guy on bass, a guy on piano, on drums and guitar. So they're there to kind of let your body sway to the music after you've had some great tasting beers. And then Toast of the Bay Area will be there to pair yummy stuff. Oh. Each of the beers. So there'll be teriyaki chicken and barbecue ribs and mango vegetarian wraps. Um, and then there'll be some tasty desserts by Teeny Cakes. Um, and she's going to have a teeny cake with stout in it. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then. <laughs> yes. Oh, I there's know, more. I don't know how many of. Yeah. I don't know how many of your. You know, listeners, but there's going to be some <laughs> surprise entertainers from Burning Man there. Oh, uh -oh. our very own Dr. Scott is a is a burner. Yeah. <laughs> well, there might be a little bit of fire dancing or stilt walking or magic going on um, as people, you know, taste these great beers. I see. Uh, and, those, and those people that don't have beers, yeah, and don't like beers, there'll be Eric Kent wines. 
Oh, okay. Awesome. You got to have and, something for everybody these days. Yeah, and if those people aren't into wine and they're not into beer, then they can have bubbly water, regular water, or even <laughs> soda. <laughs> well, they can just watch the show. It sounds right. like there's going to be some acrobatics there, which sounds kind of cool. There is going to be some acrobatics. See, Tasty, um, there's something for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they're all coming together for an amazing cause. I'm very, very... I'm grateful that all these people have come together to donate all their time, all their products, um, so that we can raise funds, so that we can continue educating people uh, to help children with autism. I think um, if you hadn't noticed, April is Autism Awareness Month. And, you know, we have one in 68 children born on the spectrum these days. Wow. Um, so there's someone in your family, whether it's, you know, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle who has a child, you know, um, but we have more children in schools these days than we have ever had before, and we need to help them uh, grow and um, learn to read, to write, to communicate, so that they can lead as um, a beneficial life as you do. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. You know, I, I don't leave that beneficial of a life. Right. Yeah, you, you might be the one. I'm, I'm stuck in a dog. That's crate. a very nice thing to say. Half yeah. the time, I chew, I chew shoes, and I, you're I'm lucky just... you're engaged. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. Might, you might need some of the interventions if you're chewing shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I probably do. I do. We do have a couple friends here on the show that that work with autistic kids, and uh, uh, ah. I, I've been offered more than once to be written a, a, some sort of plan, <laughs> right. um, a social story or a behavior intervention. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, need a behavioral right. intervention. Absolutely. And they are the experts. I mean, you maybe you should listen to them. <laughs> yeah. Where do people go to get tickets? Okay, so they go to my website or the the, the nonprofit's website, and it's called www.globalofferings.org. And you can also go on Facebook. I mean, Global Offerings has a Facebook page which shows you all the food and the entertainment and um, the beer that's going to be present and just kind of follow each week and each couple of days I'm putting new uh, facts about the event on it. Sounds great. Karen, thanks for taking the time. I, I appreciate it. And uh, if you guys are in the Bay Area, come out and, and check, out, uh, check, out, uh, check out the event. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Come see Buddha Beer and Wine. Enjoy the fun. And thanks again for giving me the opportunity to learn how to uh, Skype. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. It's our pleasure. Any, anytime. Anytime you need okay. something like that. Scott's IT service is, is, <laughs> is open six days a week. <laughs> thanks a bunch. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, thanks, Karen. Sounds like a cool event, man. Yeah, yeah. Sound like- Which day aren't you open? Uh, Saturdays. Okay, the, Jew- Sabbath. the Jewish Sabbath. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, Duh. I wasn't. I wasn't going <laughs> to. I wasn't going to just presume. Yeah, so, right. you, you shouldn't do that. You'll make a press out of you and me, and that's not. Cool. Yeah, I'm sure you still go to a Giants game. <laughs> uh, Larry Bayer is probably half Jewish or something. The okay. <laughs> Let's say, I have to pee. Let's take a yeah, we're taking a break. When we come back, we're going to speak with Augie Carton of Carton Brewing. Stay with us. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Oh, baby, 
the National Homebrew Conference is coming up this summer, and More Beer wants to send you. To celebrate 20 years of serving homebrewers, More Beer is giving away two full pass registrations to the 2015 National Homebrew Conference, June 10th through 13th. That's right, two full passes, full access to all the presentations, club night, and pro brewers night, two seats to the grand banquet and award ceremony, two one-year membership gift cards to the American Homebrewers Association, four-night stay at the beautiful town and country resort, round-trip airfare to and from the San Diego airport, two VIP passes to the Brewing Network Zone anniversary party, a $250 prepaid Visa gift card for food and your other expenses, and dinner with the More Beer crew. Visit morebeer.com for all the details and to enter. You can enter once a day through April 15th, and the winner will be drawn on April 25th. If you've already purchased your registration to the event and seats to the Grand Banquet, those fees can be refunded. Enter today at morebeer.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. 
beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craftbeer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide. Plus, enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com, the brewer's banter blogs, beer education, how to host a beer tasting, and the invaluable draft quality manual. Tons of great content that makes your beer better. Visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion, camaraderie, and creativity of the craft beer community. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. You're tuned into this session because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. All right, everyone, thanks for hanging out on this Justin Crossley list Monday session. Bev, on a scale from 1 to 1,000, how am I doing? I would say you're going 2,000 right now. That's impossible. It's a scale inside 1,000, right. so now I know you, you're a liar. You broke the scale. I know you're a liar. This I know of you, no, I think as a matter of fact. I don't, I'm not good at math. But, but, but she is good at breaking scales. But I am. Wait, wait. That's oh. Rude. oh. Wait. Turn his microphone off. You gave it to me. I had to take it Inappropriate. Inappropriate. But I think you're doing wonderful. Wonderful. Again, though, that's yeah. not on the scale of one to a thousand. Fine. But that's okay. You're, no, it's You're fine. rocking a solid 500. Wow. Wow. Now you're failing. Yeah, oh, perfect. Yeah. Right. First I was doing fine. Now I'm a failure. No, you're you have talking a, to my dad. You, you have a C. You're a C, a C No, that is not a C. <laughs> yeah. That's an F, sweetheart. Isn't 50? Oh. I was. Um, uh, she I really got, isn't good at math. I, I got F in math. Yeah. Well, maybe in your mind, you, you passed solidly. I did. I, I thought I was right. a C student. Right. Shit. Yeah. So was, was that te- textbook Nick Petros? I love you. You're a failure. Um, one out of two. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty you? fine. Well, if the radio gods are smiling on me, I have Augie Carton of Carton Brewing uh, on the line here. Augie, with us. Hello. Hello. How you doing, man? I am well. How are you? Perfect. We're uh, you know we're getting along. Apparently, I'm struggling with a fifty percent. You know, but uh, <laughs> well, a C, but a flying C. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. It's a loose. It's a loose C, and uh, it's a you big know, C, which is that is a well scaled C. <laughs> yeah, Thank which you. is Bev's nickname, which is weird. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. that means. That's inappropriate too. Why, why <laughs> yell at him? I right actually about? didn't even have a response. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. yeah, that was a good one. one. Minute and in hot water. Yeah, oh. well, that's what Not we do it here. Yeah. Well, Augie, thanks for joining us, man. I, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your My evening over there. Uh, how long have you guys been brewing over there at Carton? Uh, we officially opened in August 2011, so, you know, three and a half going on four years. Uh, Not bad. And we brewed six weeks before that on the big system. Before that, we were just fooling around on homebrew. Yeah, so are you guys, uh, do you have a, a, a long homebrewing background? That's hard to say. The, the The entire story starts at my wedding, 
when my wife's best friend's husband okay, was wait, very, very helpful. Um, okay, got it. So my wife's best friend was in the wedding party, obviously, and her then-boyfriend, Jesse, was around a lot and just did everything you could ask for. He, uh, you know, he got in-laws from airports and was just always around and just always wonderful. That's nice. At the end of it, we felt obliged to give him a thank you gift. Um, I don't know how many of you have significant others, but when you are forced in the company of your significant others, significant other, um, you find ways to communicate. And Jesse and I had always kind of done that through flavors. Uh, We did it with, you know, we'd, we'd barbecue things, we'd open oysters, we'd cook things, we'd stew things. Um, and at the time, Jesse's sister, who used to work in a winery with her husband, was moving to a brewery. We were getting super excited about the idea of brewing, so I gave him a thank you gift of a homebrew kit, uh, one of the really crappy bucket ones. <laughs> um, but at the time, it made sense. Well, and I mean, nice part was... That's, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, that's a good point to make because whenever you give someone a gift of homebrewing, you never know how deep they're going to go in. And I would feel like a schmuck if I gave Doc here a $400 you know, entry-level homebrewing equipment with kegging, and then he goes, yeah, I just don't really like it. <laughs> at the, t- at the or, or time, it was, it was philosophically a challenge because I had tried one of those same things back in college and didn't even see it through to week one. So it was one of those... Oh, okay. Now that I was a little more mature, this is 10 years ago, so make me 34. Um, and college had been, say, 15 years before that. <laughs> so it was more to see if it was that we were dopes in college or you know, or if these things were really possible. And, and as you all know, it made a terrible, terrible beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it did start Jesse Down Brewing. So now our visits with our girl wives now, he got married soon after we did. Um, we're, we're turning into brewing conversations instead of cooking conversations. He'd make a beer, we'd talk about it. I would feel not up to the skill, so I would go read a book. Then we'd talk about what I read, and we'd talk about ideas and philosophies. And it just came to you know us kind of brewing in tandem, but not necessarily together. And what would happen if this happened? And what would happen if this happened? At the time, he had another brew partner, and they were doing all these entry beers. And I just got more and more excited about it. And one day I was looking to solve the problem of, um, well, what I like to call the problem of flower power. Um, you guys are all out west, right? But you know yeah. Ithaca's flower power? No. Yeah. Oh, you, 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 oh, really? Ithaca's beer, right? Yeah, Ithaca's double IPA flower power, which... Um, we had that on the show many, just... many years ago, JP. It was in, oh, okay. in 2010 when Jeff O'Neill was brewing for them. We had some of their exactly flower power. See, we're, we're in the Bay Area here close to San Francisco, so I hear flower power and I think hippies smoking yeah, pot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, especially yeah. today. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like right. I, I, hopefully, I wish everyone in the 60s solved the problem of flower power. Yeah. Jeff O'Neill, Jeff O'Neill is definitely the brewer, and I think, I think that's where he got that name from. But it, this is <laughs> 2009, 2010, so when you're talking about – and. I love that beer. It's, to, to get into the semantics, it was a very drinkable beer, but not a very sessionable beer. So I would have four or five in a row, and I'd lose time. <laughs> <laughs> you you discovered time travel is what happens. That's exactly right. You, you can control time. You can break, <laughs> bend it with your brain. Yeah. But, uh, but so that led to like a year-and-a-half-long process with Jesse and I of solving for why couldn't we get similar equivalent flavor um, – to you know, to those flavors without that alcohol impact, and and that was slowly dissected 
in, you know, in various different forms and decisions to, you know, replace the large mouthfeel of alcohol because you didn't have that. So what do you put in its place? We wanted bitterness and present, but not so much. And we worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. And uh, finally came up with what became our boat beer. And I think we're I drinking we, that now. Yeah, we got it in our glass. Well, so that that would be it. You should have it. It should be super stony, super grapefruity. There should be a nice bite to the hops plus a bite to the, the Kolsch yeast, which we leave in suspension. Um, it should finish pretty clean, and it should, once your palate adjusts to its, its bitter, it should, hopefully if it works, it makes you want more. I don't, I don't <laughs> imagine you guys have a case, but there's a great story. So, so this, that story continues to my partner, Chris, who's my cousin, my neighbor, my best friend growing up for a long time, and uh, just the person in the Carton family whose judgment I trust. So I went to him with this idea, and kind of he, Jesse, and I partnered up each with our own roles and started Carton back, you know, starting in 10 into 11. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, that's that's when you start a business, right? You see, you're a market participant. We were all three giant drunks. And we saw a hole in the market, which was something that, you could drink that tasted good and exciting that was super hoppy but wasn't you know wasn't knocking on your ass nine percent um and when we had boat we decided to commit to that so we opened carton brewing uh kind of a round boat beer which you know i know i know these days the idea of a session ipa is a very regular and common thing but back then that wasn't something that was findable yeah and and i personally appreciate it because i dislike ipas not for the bitterness or the hop character at all but for the six or seven percent alcohol i really in, enjoy the act of drinking i like uh, it's the only time i'm really social let's be honest um, <laughs> and uh so I would I, imagine I, you've had a couple at this point yeah <laughs> yeah i definitely have um and uh, I, so I, I, for one, appreciate that, you know, because people go, oh, you don't like hops, do you, JP? And it, no, it's not that. It's I don't want to get super hammered. I, I, I enjoy the flavor of beer uh, quite a bit. So I, for one, applaud you for your, your search for this beer. Thank you. It's, uh, it's been fun. It was at the time the, the overhopping was leaning on some sweetness and some alcohol body. Now I think as a, as a group, largely we've moved to saving most of the hops for the end, okay. which gives you these kind of big, gorgeous or aromatic beers without a ton of bitterness. But for my palate, those get boring a little more faster than something without some bitterness. So, you know, looking back on it now, and now that a bunch of people are playing this, this session IPA game, I'm, I'm still pretty sure that we did, we did a pretty good job with that beer and we're pretty happy with it. So you guys have this one beer that you kind of, agreed upon perfected and you're like okay so we're gonna open a brewery now mm -hmm. did, did you guys just use your homebrew setup and get a license and start cranking out beer or how, how uh well started? my part the third partner chris carton is a lawyer so we left that to him while jesse and i went off to work so basically the way the team works now jesse since moved on our plan was grand except for the fact that jesse lives in brooklyn um, and Brooklyn by car is about an hour and a half from the brewery if you hit traffic, which you obviously do every day. <laughs> so Jesse got us through our first two and a half, three years and was just a broken man for the effort. So, <laughs> oh, God, he did that commute the whole time? Every single day. Oh, for wow. God's sake. Uh, so, wow. Sounds like Warren. 
Yeah. yeah, so it was great, Broken. and it was the best time ever. And and I I still get to I get to have a lot more fun drinking with him these days than than when he was that tired. But he's moved to a, a local brewery called Other Half, um, which is literally five minutes from his house. So <laughs> oh, I think it worked out perfectly for all of us. But uh, but back then we were home brewer, um, and uh, you know, and that's what we were doing, and that's what we we're basing on. So basically, what we did is. Chris worked on the plan of sourcing a brew house and sorting all that out. Jesse worked on learning how to actually brew, so we mm. parked him at, I think you guys had Kelly Taylor from Kelso on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Kelly's a good friend of ours, so we paid Jesse to work at Kelly's place for a couple months while he learned from Kelly. We sent him down to Terrapin, where Jesse's sister, who had been in wine early in the story, was. So Jesse went and learned how to brew. I worked on what our next recipes were going to be so that we weren't necessarily one trick pony. When we could all get together, we would brew again on what was then still our, you know, 10-gallon pot and a cooler system. But <laughs> around the very beginning, because we knew that for this to work, um, one of the conceits or one of the one of the decisions we made early was that where we'd seen breweries fail in New Jersey, back then there weren't necessarily a ton of successful breweries we had a handful of some really great breweries ramstein and dogfish head and cricket hill um <clears throat> but uh but back in 2011 in the beginning that was pretty much it which is yet another reason we decided we should do it it was it was very disconcerting to chris and i that when we would try to source a keg for our own kegerators in the house it was easier to get dogfish trogues and brooklyn than it was to get anything in our own state oh yeah Kind of fix that. Um, I know you. I know you, Bay Boys, would never have that concern since all the greats have been out there for forty-five years. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> we're spoiled easily. But for us, that was that was a, that was a you know Jersey is nothing if not proud, and that was that was very upsetting to a couple of you know seventh generation Jersey boys to not be able to get a Jersey beer in our house. So that was yet another motivating factor. But uh, but like I said, so the the sister from the beginning of the story who was in wine had moved to Terrapin with her husband. So we sent Jesse down there for a couple months. Um, I think I'm repeating myself, so I'll stop. You guys, stop. <laughs> so all, that's all right. All, all three of you were uh, were born and raised in New Jersey in the in the same Not town Jesse, right now. Jesse's from Colorado. Okay. Chris and I were born and raised within three houses of each other. Chris in the house our grandfather raised our dads in. Wow. Um, Chris's daughters and my sons are the fourth generation on the same road, and we are the seventh generation within four miles of our brewery. That's old school. <laughs> wow. I love that. Yeah. We've never really moved far. Um, no. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, but it made it a lot easier. Jersey, Jersey's just starting to learn the language of brewing, so a lot of people have had some difficulties that, that we got to avoid because we were hometown boys in our hometown, which gives you a little, you know, gives you a little credit with a. Suspicious town council. <laughs> yeah, you have that street cred, man. So, well, at least at least they know where to find us if we if we do something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everybody knows who mm-hmm. you are. Uh, so the stats on your can, it's a, a three point five SRM, which I, I appreciate when breweries put the SRM. You know, it's like uh, more and more home oh, brewers. More information. Yeah. yeah, yeah. More for uh, four uh, four point two percent alcohol, thirty five IBUs. Yep. Doc, you don't. Uh, you're, you're you're similar to me. You, you dislike IPAs. What do you think about this beer? Well, this one's what I like about it. They're not. It's just. It's got enough bitterness that's that's pretty good, uh, but not super bitter. Right. But the floralness is just wow. Just pops. Super pungent. Very yeah, floral. Very floral. Uh, it's it's what they call hop flavor, but not hop bitterness. But there's enough there that's it doesn't make it flabby and and. 
sessionable. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's not hop water. It's not no, hot water, which exactly. you can, which you can. It's very easy to do, I think, with, especially with numbers like that. There's a lot going on in this beer, and it's it's got a lot of bitterness, but not too much, not not palate killing, and it's just so floral. It's it's nice. Well, it's interesting because you you use uh, German malts and Kolsch yeast. Yep. yep. What made you uh, choose the Kolsch yeast? Is that to Kolsch? Uh, Kolsch was actually. It was an early runner. It was a decider. I think next you guys will try our double IPAO dub. And what's funny right. is O-Dub is born of one of the experimentations of trying a different yeast. We tried Chico. Um, and, it, I mean, everybody knows what a different yeast well-treated does to a beer's flavor profile. But the, the the giant difference in what Chico brought to rounding that stuff out and tying it all together and kind of flattening out the edges that I think make Boat so sessionable, right? Boat, boat is much more a study in its peaks than its valleys. Yeah, um, and what Chico did to that was make it valleys. So that's how it turned into <laughs> our double IPA. I was like, "This is also a beautiful beer, but it's it doesn't work at four percent because it's too linear. So let's fatten it up." Okay. So basically, those two are cousins. The only hop difference is that that um, that there's an extra C hop. So one's uh, a fat uh, fat cousin in in the other <laughs> oh, um, in Dub. But uh, but going back to boat. So the Colchester was we didn't want it to be a hoppy lager. Although there's nothing wrong with that. You can't. I don't think you can hop it enough. When you over hop a lager, it's it's astringency for astringency's sake. Like, you know what I mean? With a great <laughs> yes. lager recipe, you shouldn't really go past, say, 30, and that's a high-end IBU. Uh-huh. Whereas just playing Kolsch, which is obviously, I would say, I don't think anybody get mad at me for calling it lager's closest cousin. It still has right. enough phenolic character yeah. to bring some fruitiness to offset and play at those higher IBUs boat needed to be. And then what we learned while we were fooling around with it was if we didn't crash it hard, give it a week, lager it, and really get all the yeast out of the way. The dead yeast itself, if you look at that, it's a pretty cloudy beer. Some of that is wheat. It's about, you know, the, the bill is probably about 10% wheat. But um, some of that is just in suspension <laughs> Kolsch because Kolsch hates to flock. And what we found was when we did make it flock, the bitter profile of that beer lost some of its bitterness. And hmm. our decision was that, that the yeast in suspension was adding a dead yeast bitterness. You guys homebrew, you've definitely tasted yeast. <laughs> yes. Um, and you know what it does. Right. But uh, so, so the idea there was that it was, it was giving some, I hate complexities become so tripe, trite, but it's, it was, it was giving some complexity to the bitter profile of the hops without just being more hops and just astringency for astringency's sake. And so you're you're so kind more, of using it as a a way to boost the bitterness because the yeast in suspensions kind of got some hop oils on it versus cow ale yeah, or chico but, but that would kind of fall don't out. Don't discredit the phenolics. If you if you do clean it out and make it pretty and crystal, it loses some of that wrinkle of the bitterness, but it's still much better than any of the lager yeasts were performing because. You know, it still has some fruitiness to it, although it's not what you could do with, say, say a British yeast. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're counting for that yeast to to contribute a, a flavor, and a lot of people oh, yeah. will will strip it out and go, well, that's that's the beer. But if you you know if you leave it as, as a conscious choice, then that that's part of your it's part of your product. It's part of your end, oh, yeah. end result. No, exactly. In small in small beers, you've only got a few places to make a statement. Yeah, and well, then uh, hopefully as you can do that, then that's great. Thank you. You were talking you about. You uh, also get this this kind of irony mineraliness. Mm-hmm. 
that's our local water. Um, the house I'm talking to you from has a well. We're on a mountain. Monmouth County has its own reservoir. Atlantic Highlands, the town the brewery is actually in, has its own aquifer. And we're on this very, we call it peanut stone, but it's this kind of red, iron-rich sandstone. Um, and all, all of our water comes, you know, and, and our brewery is three feet from the bay. So our, our water wow. just kind of naturally has this salty, kind of iron-rich profile to it, which makes for the best bagels, pizza, and Italian subways <laughs> you've ever had in your life. But it's also a big part of what Colt did was yeah. stay out of the way of that water. Right, it, we okay. didn't need to. We didn't need to salt it heavily to get the hops to pop, and that let the water itself just show through as yet another wrinkle on what we were trying to do at such a small scale. Oh, you're talking about you know, over hopping a lager, and yeah, I, I, I went right there with you on that one. <laughs> uh, just the malt profile on a lager is just too sharp, yeah. and all you're going to do is sharpen it up with with more hops anyway. Right. right. Uh, or, or you can go to those kind of, you know, the the sweeter malt side of, of German lagers that almost get grapey, and then all of a sudden the hops are just completely discordant because for some reason that sweetness makes the hops seem wrongly bitter. Hmm. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Uh, I like the second one so much better. We just poured <laughs> the, uh, the the double IPA. Wow. Yeah. Hey, okay, one question on the uh, session beer, though. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you wanted to uh, – you know, get the a body uh, character in the beer to support the uh, higher hopping level. Uh, besides that, we mentioned the yeast is uh, the character that it, it gives across. What did you do in the grain bill to, to support? Well, so there, there's about 10% wheat, which is exactly just for that mouthfeel, that body, that mm-hmm. little bit of, sure. of tongue cover. And then um, actually to, to accentuate the yeast and correct the water touch, it's about 4% acidulated. And then the rest is just two-row pilsner. Um, okay. You know, and then, and then, like I said, we we lean heavily on the water's own profile and the yeast and suspension to to, to just add feeling to it. Comes and across it, and nice. It, it is a thirty-five IBUs, then, right? Yep. Yeah. So you, that's more like a pale ale sort of a level, I'd say, right? Well, yeah. It's it's like I said. It's um. It's funny because people people kind of cling tenaciously to the idea of style, and. We have a we have an event tomorrow where we're bringing twenty six beers we've made this year, and oh, the, wow. only one that, the only one that is a style is the one you're drinking now, the double IPA. Well, yeah, I mean, I use style as just more as like you know. But, general. but what what I'm saying is so so it's it's tough. I, I've had to defend the idea for so long. And I don't want to sound sensitive, but it's a German yeast with German malts. Mm-hmm. Mostly American, some Southern Hemisphere hops, and Jersey water. So it's it, it's as much any one thing as it is another. So we just try to identify it. If if I could fit it on the can, I would just call it a super hoppy session L for double IPA drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're really if you're an IPA drinker, not a double IPA drinker, I think boat's a little too bitter for you. Um, I could see that. You know, yeah. that, that. Maybe that's what I'm yeah. getting at. Is I, I like boat. Uh, but it's a little bit I love too lamb. bitter for me. Uh, yeah, but that's fair. Boat, boat is definitely not to make everyone happy. It's mostly to make me happy. <laughs> well, then that's all good, us. isn't it? Yeah, well, that's, you know, like I said, it was it was our problem. Jesse, Chris, and I, I'm not exaggerating. In the, in the, let's take it back to 2009, 2010. If you put us in the company of a six-till of Nugget Nectar, 
or Dogfish 90 or Ithaca Flower Power or any of the greats that were readily fresh available back then, it was in danger of disappearing that <laughs> night. We all lived close together. When Jesse was visiting here, he was sleeping in my house. My house is 20 houses from my cousin's. There was no driving, and we would sit down and, and drink till we were done being interested by the way a thing tasted. <laughs> and sometimes that was like – so there's a great story about Boat. When we finally decided to commit to Boat, we'd been brewing it on – you know stovetop brewing it for so long and, and basically jesse would travel down here with the next version and a growler and when we when we really were committed to the idea of opening a brewery I, I put forth the notion that sounded so wise and profound at the time that that sure but if we were going to put all this investment into a sessionable small beer and you know and commit all of our family's future to it it, it only worked if we liked more than two each, and we'd only really had two each at this point out of a growler. <laughs> so we whipped up a sixtal, drove it down, babied it like it was, you know, like it was a newborn, hooked it up in Chris's kegerator on a corny, and kind of agreed with each other that if we we're still interested in this beer after five each, we would we would go <laughs> ahead with this plan. And <laughs> the first proof. time yeah. the three the first time the three wives looked at the three of us rolling around in the grass high-fiving when the keg kicked two hours later. we uh, they, they weren't sure we hadn't hoodwinked them with our <laughs> plan to open a brewery. Or, or marry them in the first place. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Well, that, that, it was way too long for most of them at that point. I like the way that they think. I like yep. the way, Augie, that you think because you, you go, well, if we're going to do it, we should really go to the extreme. <laughs> well, we should really it. love it. And then, uh, you know, if, if we hate it, well, you know, whatever. So let's just... Go away from the neighborhood and drink <laughs> ourselves into until the point where we sign contracts. Exactly. Well, that's you know, it's a session beer, and a Jersey Shore Beach session is at least a six pack of cans, right? It doesn't stop at, at a second <laughs> pack. They're tall boys. Is, is yeah. That, is that what you did at your investor meetings too? You brought six dolls for everybody and said, "All right, yeah, we, finish these, and it. then we'll talk money." Yeah, we uh, we we've we've definitely been through a lot of beer in the last three years. That's amazing. How is the the craft beer scene out in New Jersey? You, you talked a little bit about it. It's, it. Sounds a little barren, but uh, you know we've had a lot of uh, East Coast representation as of late. So there's actually the, so there, there's I'm going to use someone else's terms here. Please don't think these are my terms, but there's a there's a great kind of local beer scene reporter named Jeff Linkus with a with a a blog called the beer stained letter, which just kind of reports on Jersey beer news without really getting emotionally involved. Mm -hmm. Um, he calls three of us, the class of 2011. That's myself, Mike Kane and Kate may brewing. We just coincidentally all hit whatever point of frustration with the Jersey scene together. And we all opened within about two months of each other. Um, and then soon after we opened in 2012, Jersey changed the law a little, which, made it made what I guess the world calls a nano much more feasible. Mm -hmm. So the scene itself has got a lot more exciting in the last, well, let's say in the last five years, but definitely in the last three, because before your tasting was a hundred percent, your tasting is like if you're a production brewery, Jersey makes a big difference between production breweries and, and brew pubs. Uh, but if you're a production brewery, like we are, you have to have taken a tour to taste. You're not a bar. You're not a retail place huh. for beer. 
touring is part of marketing and tasting can be part of that marketing, but you could only give four up to four ounce tastes and they were to be given away for free as part of a tour. Okay. Um, which is just a terrible business plan when you're, when you don't have, you know, real, real big beer money. The only really way to introduce people to your concepts is your tasting room. So those laws changed for the better in 2012 uh, so those of us that opened up before then had to open 15 barrels or bigger and had to have your feet on the street selling in order to get the beer out there to stay alive. Wow. Whereas now you can sell a pint of beer and it's it's a much more feasible business plan as a small brewery to open at the three to seven size with a tasting room that sells that many barrels of beer at $5 a pint than trying to convince people to give you a tap handle with an $85 sixthal. Yeah, so um, would you so have- all of a sudden there's these there's these 10 new guys and 20 more on the way that are that are just rightly sized to, to add interesting things to New Jersey, right? There's all okay. these guys coming up now that can make 8 or 10 beers a week and give them to their communities and get feedback from their communities and perfect the beers at a more reasonable scale. So all of a sudden, it's a lot more exciting time to be in New Jersey. Is that something you would have done? Is is opened up at a smaller ratio and maybe at a seven barrel and, and kind of uh, you know incrementally gotten larger as as your fan base grew? I, I think I don't, that's hard to say. We we've been in a real pickle from day one. We've never been able to produce enough beer, um, and we've been behind our our five year business plan. Remember, we're our three and a half year was to grow from a 15 with 330s and 130 bright to a 15 with 330s, 130 bright, 345s and 145 bright. And we bought that our second week and had it installed by our sixth month. Wow. <laughs> and that's, that's the entire capacity of our, of our footprint. We're in a very small building in the middle of a town. Um, so we've been trying to figure out, we, we've signed a lease on the building next door, which is a more appropriately sized building. And now it's just jumping through all the hoops to get tanks in there. We we're we're really not looking forward to. I don't I don't want to get involved in the the contract versus production debate. But for our beers that are are the beers we need, like as much as we like to fool around with things like, you know, we did a white truffle triple yesterday. We put out a chili saffron saison. Next month we do a wasabi and green apple Berliner. Um, the month after that, we do a prickly pear paddle Berliner. Wow. Um, so we love to fool around and those are fun and that's creative and that's what keeps it interesting for us and, and excites our neighbors. We got to make <laughs> boat beer, um, or I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> and if we don't, I just don't believe we can make boat beer somewhere else. So the solution has to be getting more space somewhere in Monmouth County, New Jersey. Green. And that's been that's been going very slow. But I think philosophically, if I could do it over again, we would be a storefront in a small town with a three barrel system and like twenty five three barrel fermenters, and I would just be brewing all the time, and we'd just be rolling them up, pouring right off them, refilling them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, open Thursday through Sunday, eight hours a day, and just sharing one pint at a time and getting people's feedback. And then, you know, maybe we would make a big jump to like a 30-barrel brew, 30 brew house from there once we were secure in 15, 20 recipes. Yeah, because the opening at 15 barrels, that kind of – did that force you into going into uh, being a, a package brewery? Was that something you had counted well, that's on? That's the only the way beginning? to do it in New Jersey. You can't go another way. 
Oh, really? Not even now? Not even with the new laws? No, well, you can now sell pints in your tasting room, yeah. um, but you can't serve food. So huh. you're still limited to being a taster. Yeah, so did you pick your facility yeah, based drums. on? Did you pick your facility based on having a good location for your tap room, so that way you'd get a lot we of people? We picked our in? facility based on being in our town, and it was the only warehouse space in our town. <laughs> it happens to be directly across from the elementary school. What, what's the square footage within? You can only fit four fermenters. It's five thousand all in. That's with the brew house. That's with all the dry storage. That's with the tasting room and the office. The entire building is 5,000 square feet. Oh. So uh, that's, half the size of, that's twice the size of my office. Yeah, we're very small, which is why. Oh, my God. How many White Houses is that? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, I, was, I actually took my kids to the White House on President's Day this year. I believe three of our breweries fit in the yellow room. <laughs> So I have a lot of I have a lot of questions about the uh, the, the warehouse space, but I don't want to blow past the the green apple thing. I want to yeah. Uh, so in the second segment, I want to talk about their tippy series and kind of all those all those funky beers okay. that they're okay. doing there. So maybe we can all save right. For that. We'll save it. But you know, it's funny because I I just wrote down yesterday. I don't remember why the question popped into my head, but uh, Augie, we do a show on this network uh, called the Sour Hour. Uh, mm-hmm. With Jay Goodwin, he's from the Rare Barrel, and I, I wrote down on my phone in my notepad to ask him a question the next time we do the show, mm-hmm. which is if he's ever considered doing like a sour apple sour beer. Which uh, I mean, I know that's just been pounded into my head in my time here on the BN that that's an off flavor, and you just don't you stay away from the apple in beer. Uh, but I mean, you know, you get a packet of Jolly Ranchers, the best flavor is the sour apple. I mean, people love sour apple flavor. So why is that just out of the question to do in a beer? So well, we can get to that later, I guess. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you on yeah. that. You don't like the sour <laughs> Not, apple? Okay, no. but you, you, you have to admit you're the exception. Cherry and watermelon. Okay, fine. Uh, I'll give you that. Those are Both good. Bevo and I are the exception then. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, no, the it's fire, the worst the fire skin. one. Yeah. Sour apple is definitely the worst Skittle. Uh, Get out of here. Well, no, oh, you guys it's, are it's, nuts. They should go back to life. Yes, I, I, agree with, the, I agree with that. The sour apple, the day that, yes. that Skittles change from lime to sour apple is the day that I cried inside a little <laughs> yeah. more than usual. But wow. I do yeah. like Something sour apple. You, didn't it? it did, yeah. a little more. Uh, I do like, it's the day I got cancer. He wrote like, poetry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I have a poem. It's it's just all tear stained. I, I can read it yeah. for you if you want. I like, I like sour apple Jolly Ranchers, yeah. but watermelon is kind of the best. All right, yeah. uh, fine. But, yeah. but it's, it's still pleasant. I'm just saying, yes. people would love a sour apple beer, wouldn't well, they? Yeah, well, I mean, if, I'm, uh, I, I think... I'm being gentle here because you said you wanted to save this till after the break, but if you want, I'll get into the philosophy of deciding that off flavors in German lagers apply to american ales no i i want to save it. that definitely yes. because that is super important i, I think that's okay. a whole entire conversation it uh, definitely yeah. is but let me ask a quick question about yes. the uh the, the warehouse Go ahead. um so i know i was reading about it online and i was looking at pictures and it's this beautiful red brick warehouse but i i did catch wind that it uh looked like a 1974 pile of crap when you guys uh, inherited it <laughs> it was awesome can you expound upon that <laughs> um all right so a little a little history of our town and our building um did you guys watch Boardwalk Empire when it was on? I saw some of it. Yes. Um, yeah. If you remember, there was a season where Bobby Cannavale was this crazy mobster from New York down, and he kind of set up shop in a small town where the cars had to stop halfway between New York and Atlantic City for gas. At the gas station? And it was this Methodist tent town. Yeah, the gas station. It's been well argued to me by local historians that that town has to be our town. <laughs> um, our town was founded by a group of Methodists on the shore. 
There's a couple of these towns in uh, in New Jersey. There's actually one that still goes called Ocean Grove. Um, and what they would do is they'd come for the summer, obviously back before air conditioning in the mid-1800s, getting near the water in summer was just a smart move. Hmm. But there's a couple of these these communities. There were some on the Delaware, some on the Atlantic. But they incorporated the town and they founded it. Our building was built by them in the late 1890s to store the tents in when they'd leave for the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Now, the truth is a couple things happened in that community. We're largely a community of fishermen still to some extent. Um, but a couple things all happened around the time of prohibition, which was one prohibition two, the Hudson was too polluted to fish. Um, and just a couple other things that made the best business for a guy with a small day boat was to run three miles out and bring whiskey back to town, Hmm. which is very hard on a Methodist dry community. (laughs) Um, So that's when it kind of switched over to being just a regular New Jersey community with all kinds of people playing all kinds of games. So over the years, our building has been um, a moving company. Like I said, it's across the street from the school, so it was a candy store because before you put breweries across the street from a school, you put a candy store. Yeah, because you you, Um, you get the kids used to going across the street to get stuff, right? I I think of it more as labor than customers. Um, but and it was the school used it as an a, a learning annex and an annex for the for the uh, for the what's it called the um, the board of ed um, and it's been a whole bunch of other things before we took it over it was a moving company the, the interesting thing for the really geeky ones of you have any of you ever heard it contended that Chico yeast that Ken uses was actually sampled out of Ballantine's IPA. I have not personally. No, Tasty, I, you're, I, you're older. Yeah, you're older I've than heard, us. I've, I've heard that. that. I've heard yeah. that rumor. Sure. Yeah. That's the legend of Chico. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, Valentine's IPA was made in North New Jersey. Our building was a Fegan Span depot to cool beer down out of Newark. Fegan Span was bought by Valentine. So basically, for about ten years out of Prohibition or five years out of Prohibition, people would park Fegan Span bottles in our building. And I like to believe that that's the Chico yeast we now use in the 077. You are drinking. Look we at just you. had to buy it back from from California. <laughs> I, I, I can I can taste that personally. You guys can taste that the the history, the yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. I taste the brick. <laughs> that's a cool uh, story man yeah that's just me being romantic but anyway the, the <laughs> thing you were asking about the decrepit building um <clears throat> so the the warehouse space was a warehouse so that wasn't that bad we had to trench the floors and do that stuff we did have to cut a hole in the building to get the 45 tanks in but um but what is now our tasting room was just this horrible thing that i believe had to have been built by the board of ed because it was just so soulless it was gray one foot you know, um, carpet squares with white vinyl soundproof inch thick four by eight paneling with a white styrofoam drop ceiling. Oh, yeah. Sounds like our studio. What do you think? <laughs> like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Please. No. We have soul here. It was, it was porn, raw. Porn industry. But uh, the good part is during the build out one day, I was at work and Chris was at work and Jesse called us. Because there was a leak in the what we were calling the tasting room, but we were pretty sure our tasting room was going to really look like a dentist waiting office. Hey, hey, hey! hey. <laughs> we, we got a dentist very nice and here. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Right. nice magazine. Yeah, right. Lots of good children reading. With it's called the reception on. area. Yeah, <laughs> an unfinished puzzle and some reading glasses. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, hey, but, uh, wait. So anyway, there. Jesse calls us for this 
this leak because they've pushed up the ceiling tile to find where the leak's coming from, and there was a four-foot square skylight in this beautiful old oh, wow. rough-hewn timber um, joisting. So Chris, my partner, is just – he's built like a, like a, um, like a G.I. Joe, like an like a action figure. <laughs> It was very tough. And uh, he goes, well, if that's what's up there, what the fuck? And he walked over and he just dug his fingers behind one of these soundproof vinyl wall panels, pulled it back, <laughs> and it was just beautiful red brick, which you've seen the outside of the building. That's what the inside would be. So our biggest concern at the time was, were we really going to have people up to this this office space, red stapler kind of environment? And um and somehow had that solved by the character that was underneath all this. So, so our 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 brewery is basically just that room stripped down to its studs, its rafters, and its um, and its walls, and then we just put an oak floor in it and built a bar in it. And when you know when this commitment happened, Chris moved out of the city back home to our hometown full time. So most of the furniture in our tasting room is his apartment's furniture. <laughs> so when you walk in, it's it's. I hope it's very inviting, but it's basically two leather couches, a a nice oriental rug that ties the room together, and uh, and no black lights, and, and, and our CRT TV, and, and our bar, and that's uh, and that's about it. Um, and like I said, it has served us very well for three and a half years, so we're in no way sorry about it. Man, in, in California, you'd have to go through so much oh, well, retrofitting. With the and, brick? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's all about retrofitting for earthquakes. With that, yeah, but I guess uh, on the East Coast, you don't, you don't have oh, any yeah. sort of... We, no. If we get an earthquake, our brewery falling down will be the last thing anybody <laughs> talks about. So this is, this is beautiful, though. I love this story because anytime you can uh, demo out a space and that's your finish work. Yeah. I mean, imagine, J- JP, <laughs> yeah. I mean, your bathroom needs to be redone. Your oh, hallway bathroom. Absolutely. So yeah. what if I just showed up there with like a surgical mask and a sledgehammer, yeah. demoed everything out and went, all right, I'm done. And Perfect. you went, holy crap, this is beautiful. It looks great. Works quickly, throw a floor in. We're open. Yeah. I love, look, I love bare studs. It's, it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, and th- these are really cool. Like I've learned a couple weird tricks. People teach you the funniest thing in these buildings. But the way we know the building was built after before 1890 is because the the ceiling's rafters don't tie into the wall, which was a fire safety thing after 1900 they somehow I wish I had the guy who taught it to me. But for fire safety now the building is designed to fall in and away towards the walls rather than fall flat. And that's all how you tie the joists to the wall. And huh. I guess it's been a code around here since then. So he can tell that this uh, that this was built either before or after that because of how they tie into the wall. It's just, you know, it's just neat stuff you learn when you're in a So are you guys building. direct fired? Uh, no, we were jacketed. We use, we use a hot liquor. Speaking of Joyce. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're jacketed. We, it's just a hot liquor. It's a Newlands 15 barrel. It's basically a pub system that we just ask way too much of. What kind of shoes do you wear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I have a really bad habit for uh, Jordans and Labrizzles. <laughs> wow. That's a good question. Huh. Yeah. It's a basketball. Uh, I, I have the hard hitting questions. I just <laughs> can't normally shine. The first year anniversary, I gave the six staff members um, carton orange custom made Air Force Ones. <laughs> yeah, shine! Uh, awesome. The idea is a thank you gift. Yeah, they uh, got a, a lot of. Uh, it's like an orange and white can, so the yeah. sneakers match the branding. Good, <laughs> good stuff. Well, everything in carton turned orange. That's actually a very funny story. Um, 
I was de- so the, the basic concept for my branding was your name is Carton. It means box. You either embrace that and own it, or you ignore it and it bites you in the ass. Right. Um, so my my description to the, the graphic people I worked with was. Um, I gave him like three basic directions. I was like, look, I understand that Sierra Nevada is everybody's go-to look, but I hate a false patina. Give me everything new. Don't Martha Stewart any of my shit. And if if, we, if we're around long enough to get old, then stuff will get old. Right. Um, and otherwise, I just want it to be real simple. There's this, there's this gross of eggs carton, so 144 eggs you see in Chinatown when you're stumbling home at 6 a.m. in New York. That just is a big box with, you know, 12 flats of eggs in it that says eggs on it. Like, <laughs> make that, but make that word carton. And, um, of course, these things were negotiated in design rounds. So when I asked, and I said very clearly, I was like, show me red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. And make them the buck crayons in the Crayola box that say red, orange, yellow, green, blue. <laughs> Not don't Pantone 479. <laughs> And of course, in direct, because you know, graphic artists are graphic artists, and they want to be part of the game. They came back with sage, dusty rose, pumpkin <laughs> slate, and a whole bunch of stuff Martha Stewart would have put into a bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, so, in a fit of anger, when they told me that if I wanted to see a new round of colors, I had to pay for it, oh. I shouted, "Walk out on the street, pick up a traffic cone, and send me back that orange you're fired." <laughs> Nice. But what we learned as a wonderful benefit of that frustration is every single thing in the world is made in traffic cone orange. <laughs> it's OSHA's safety color. So when we need a mallet to set a tap in a cask at a cask fest, in the row of mallets is one that's bright orange. So the benefit has been that every single thing we buy somehow makes it look like we're these marketing geniuses. Right. Um, when all it is, is but we, it comes in orange. Should we get that? No, yeah, safe. A day glow tap right. handle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You know more Can't than your that. than your stupid design firm. Yeah. Well, no, it was it was a hundred percent anger. To be fair, it was really Chris that, wanted, Chris that wanted orange. I was leaning towards a royal blue color, and I just knew that in the long run, I was probably going to end up voting with Chris anyway. So my frustration was, give me freaking orange. Right now, I can't believe you don't know that there is a color orange. <laughs> well, you can't go out. You can't go give, go out there on the street and give me someone wearing a Royals jersey because they don't nobody they don't have any fans. Exactly. But so, so orange was definitely Chris's plan, but it definitely worked out for us and our, our general marketing feel. Out of my pure, I'm going to kill somebody blind rage. So there you go, JP. Next time someone accuses you of being an angry person, just tell them it's incredibly productive. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a gateway to genius. If you're, will, if you're willing to commit to it at the point of custom-made Nikes, you look like you mean it. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would commit to custom-made Nikes for sure. I would definitely do that. Well, we have more beer to try. Should we? Yeah, we're going to try more beer. We're going to take a break real fast. Uh, uh, if you can hang out with us, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll I'll talk a little bit. i beer myself. Yeah, I'll grab like a beer. That. We're going to talk about the tippy, uh, your tippy beers and, and all that kind of good stuff. All right, right on. All right, man. Uh, hang with us. Uh, sure. It's the session, everybody. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing 
is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on in to the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? (laughs) Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online, plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers together become a member today it costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more visit homebrewersassociation.org that's it i've had it i am never putting hops in my beer again what why it's just too ridiculous insane prices stupid contract high shipping costs crappy selection dude you need nico brew Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. 
Masters are back. And it ain't 401 beer. Whatever. All right, we're still hanging on here in the Hop Grenade in downtown, lovely downtown Concord, California. Places, don't leave out the lovely. Don't, you can't leave out the lovely. But never. Place is uh, popping. We got the. Uh, don't we have the uh, NHL playoffs on? Yeah, we sure right? do. How the Sharks doing? Uh, they are, are they un- under par, or at least I'm pretty sure they're losing. <laughs> oh, they, oh, they made it to the playoffs. Yeah. No. Oh, I just meant like on the golf course. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The shooting. Uh, uh, I think they're playing the Kings in a, a round of 18. <laughs> Perfect. So sad. The uh, reigning champs yeah. are on vacation. Terrible. Well, whoever has the most home games will win. Exactly I, right. I, I don't know if you guys caught that, but uh, Jarrett Stoll, one of the Kings players, was arrested in Vegas a couple nights ago. No. Uh, for, uh, he had a Coke and ecstasy uh, at the pool deck of the MGM Grand. Yeah. And I got like a 10 friends forwarding. Hey, did you see this? It's like, well, he's making the most of his vacation, man. What do you want? Yeah, yeah you're going to test clean later on. You might as well just do it now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, we're still hanging out here with Augie Carton from Carton Brewing. Augie, you still with us? Hello. All right. Hey, Augie, we got your uh, your SS Kentucky from uh, Need a Bigger Boat series. This is a, oh, nice. an, another Imperial IPA. This one was smoked pineapple. Yeah. What? Uh, before we, get... we did that one in conjunction with Against the Grain in Kentucky. What are you drinking right now? Me? Yeah, you hot went. You went at the break. You got a beer. What did you? Uh, what did you grab? Hot pot. It's just our, our kind of. It's a, it's an American pale. We do. Um, it's it's a combination of kind of a a hop theory of mine, and then flushing it out. But uh, I discovered at some point playing around that if you add super glean about thirty minutes into a sixty minute boil, it does this kind of neat strawberry thing. And I wanted to dress around that. So my new brewer's name is Pete Dixon. When Pete joined us about two years ago. I always say when you know when you hire a new chef, you don't ask him to make you his best dish. You ask him to make you an omelet. And you can tell if the guy's got any chops by how he handles his, his eggs. Yes. Uh, well, in brewing, that's a pale ale, right? So sure. when we brought Pete in, we just started talking about pale ales. And I was talking about that and... He was talking about how he thought that could be accentuated by ringwood yeast. I had never really played with ringwood because it's supposed to be scary, uh, scary esters wise. So, uh, mm-hmm. so I said, "Go ahead." And then we, we started pushing that around with some mosaic, and then a couple, uh, you know, sixty-three hundred from Hopsteiner and two sixty-three from Hop Union, and all these kind of melony berry hops and. This is all just tippy brewing just to learn how to talk to each other. And the f- second or third version of the beer made me so happy, I kind of added it to the list as a six-month, um, you know, summer half of the year pale. We call it hot pun because it's what I was trying to describe it to Pete in theory. I was like, it has to be one of those beers, the ones you would give a dumb hot pun name to. <laughs> and... It became did, hop fun. Did he hop to it? <laughs> it was hopped to it. Uh, hopped right on it. Um, Are you afraid of, of handling multiple yeast? It sounds like you're, I mean, you're at no, least doing we three. We basically use a different yeast for everything. Really? Um, yeah, I'd, I think you're being lazy when you do the house yeast thing. Um, <laughs> I'd, I, I'd, I see all four ingredients as important. Um, we dress our water to certain beers. We, you know, we, 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 it's, I, as much as I love to be the fool around brewer that does things like, you know, an orange blunt ale, 
<laughs> um, it all starts with what I'm getting from hops and what we can do to it. So even our even our little tiny session uh, session stout is built around the fact that I think bullion hops taste like black currants. Hmm. Um, and then, so that's a great story. That's actually a fun story. I was really perplexed on what yeast to use for that. So this is back in the early days, Jesse and I, but we brewed 20 gallons in the tippy, split it into four carboys, pitched each with a different yeast, um, Chico and both Chico and Kolsch, cause they were both obviously already in the house. And then we used, um, Irish and I can't remember what the other yeast was cause it lost, but, um, and then I had a dozen people over to the brewery at midnight, well lubricated, had the head of the tasting room, who back then was a woman named Rebecca, blind number every glass and just give everybody a glass one through four, and we voted. And, you know, my, my feeling is when you're not blind, your allegiance is to ideas like Irish yeast in a stout. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you present that to somebody, I think they're just predisposed to thinking it's good. So we, we blinded it. And the Irish won something like 12 to the next, the number two. Like everybody picked the Irish, and then the number two spot was split like 7 5. <laughs> wow. Um, so that's how that became an Irish East beer. Um, and then we just fool around, right? It's, it's what you want. You, you get yeah. a group with some. Right now, fooling around with an IPA. We still haven't made just a straightforward IPA. And um, I'm getting the itch to do a hoppy beer again, so I'm fooling around with looking to just accentuate dank. Since it's 4:20, um, since as much as I've been having fun playing all these silly fruity hops games with things like Hop Pun and Boat and O Dub, I want to just you know go to those hops that smell like weed and try to strip out pine and spice and fruit and just go for predominantly the the dank hop smell. And I'm currently of the opinion that Fuller's does that best, but I'm not I'm not 100% sold on it yet. So do you guys prop up yeast, or you just bite the bullet no, we and buy, pitches. We and buy pitches. a whole pitch? Um, wow. Boat Beer does its best work, uh, pitch three through about 11, so I'm buying a new Kolsch pitch every dozen anyway. So... Um, just, you, know, Yaro, you can tell. You can feel works if, well. If, if you're its daddy, you know which pitch it's on, and and we just decided we couldn't push it any farther than that. Let's talk about this SS Kentucky here. All right, uh, right on. That Scott mentioned that's delicious. It's a really Thanks. interesting way of of adding smoke to a beer with something yeah. other than malt. How how did you do the uh, the how did you smoke the pineapple? All right, so so I, I know I just keep running away but but basically <laughs> S, so ss is a series of the double the boat recipe so that's kolsch yeast and the boat recipe up at 8.4 instead of down at 4.2 okay all right um and we've done it a couple ways we have one which is Chef, so we change most of the dry hopping to, to lemon drop hops and then we add this cold brewed Chef coffee which kind of inherently tastes like lemon mm-hmm. yeah so that's one, and we've done this one, the one you were tasting, or its origination was um, basically just all the boat hops doubled up and really going for it, but we decided to go with Pacific Jade and a blend pellet called Zythos. Mm-hmm. Um, so the boat flavors were, were, which are obviously grapefruit dominant, and then everything else comes up as it warms and settles out a little. Uh, in that beer, it was very pineapple 
like it was really neat that that those hops took the you know the the original eight hops of Bow plus these two took it to this pineapple place. And I was always really interested in that. Then at Extreme Beer Fest in Boston a year ago, I met the guys from Against the Grain, who are wonderful brewers. And what kind of really attracted me to what they do is they were talking about how they're a smokehouse. They barbecue. And that um, and that when they wanted to make something kind of their own, they, they would tend to smoke it. Which, as you know, I don't know if you pay attention to any rating sites or anything like mm-hmm. that, but smoking a beer is absolute suicide for a rating. <laughs> um, well, because I mean, so, it's it's a it's a a bunch of it's a flavor profile that not a lot of people understand. I yeah, think. agreed. Yeah. But like I'm saying, so when I found this place is committed to when they wanted to make something their own, they smoke some part of it, and that started the conversation. Like they smoke some salt for a goza. They um, wow. and I asked if they'd ever smoked hops, and they said they had, but they didn't really like the way it worked. And then I was thinking about that beer, the base beer, the one you're drinking. I was like, could you smoke pineapples? And you know, at this point, we'd had 20 beers together, so they very proudly <laughs> said we can smoke anything. So we went out to their brewery in January, um, and Jerry, their brewmaster, had come up. You know, so basically, our recipe, we brought our Kolsch yeast out to them, and we brought all the the weird hops that nobody can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and left it to them. So basically for the for the grist for a fifteen barrel brew, one fifty pound sack of two row was smoked on peach wood. Um peach wood. Peach wood was used to smoke the malt. Okay. Um, and then the pineapples themselves were laid on that burning wood to kind of char up nice and black and caramelize the sugars on. Hmm. Um, and then those were bagged and put into the whirlpool. Um, this is one of those fun beers that's why it's good that Carton's predominantly Jersey and I can interact with everybody right on Facebook when they don't understand a beer. <laughs> but it's one, of those, it's one of those quandaries of being a brewer these days where we put pineapple in it, so we thought that needed to be mentioned in some way. Right. But what we were looking to do was add a wrinkle in the form of smoke and add a little more pineapple to the pineapple hops. So there's a group of people that get that beer and get very angry that it's not a shandy. You know, it's not a pineapple juice beer. Right. Um, And I get that because it says smoked pineapple on it. But then they get mad it tastes like smoke and doesn't taste like pineapple. And it's a beer that confuses (laughs) some. But if you you look at it for what it's supposed to be, which is just to be a wickedly aggressive, bitter, big, lean American 8.4 IPA that has all these pineapple aromatics on it, the idea was to add wrinkles to those aromatics of a little more pineapple and some smoke. You you get the pineapple. It's there. Oh, yeah. It's definitely there. But here's the the thing. It was there without the pineapple. Yeah, it's, it could yeah. be from the hops, but yes. Yeah, those I, hops were so pineapply that I couldn't have put another fruit in it. But Did it, you try tasting the actual pineapples that you guys kind of Yeah, and I'm one of those guys. I taste everything. I put in everything. That's why I, we were talking about yeast. Like, I don't cook with anything that hasn't been in my mouth, even things like Vietnamese, <laughs> you know, Vietnamese fish sauce, which is way too concentrated to put in your mouth. I still have to do it. Or, you know... When people give me a hop oil and say, let's try this, I, I literally put it in my tongue, and that screws up about three days of drinking. <laughs> How uh, did the pineapples taste? It, it sounds like an interesting idea. I'd love to try it. Yeah, you should. You, I, I'm just, I was raised that way. I spent a lot of time in kitchens and stuff, and you should never put anything in a pot that you don't know exactly how it tastes. Things change. 
Well, and it's sorry, go on. Oh no, I was I was going to mention uh, that the pineapple flavor for me it's it's more of like that sweet part of the pineapple. It's not just from the hops. I don't know. Maybe that's my my mind playing tricks on me. But no, uh, that would make sense just from the process because the caramelization yeah. that happened in the burning was a concentration of sugars before it was put into ferment. Right. So those would be brulee sugars or Maillard sugars. Yeah, it definitely has uh-huh. a cooked pineapple. Yeah, aroma, which you wouldn't get from hops, I don't think necessarily. Yeah, but like I said, if it works perfectly, it's, uh, it's I tend to so to use a wine metaphor. I'm far more Burgundian than Bordelais. I'm much more interested in aromatics than flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, you lost everybody with that here, by the way. <laughs> no, that's but, okay. Uh, that's all right. But that, that's I'm always kind of trying to build the finish more than the attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, for all those beer, everything you have in front of you, I'm much more interested in what you think about it 20 minutes after you're done with it. Interesting. Yeah. That, well, and with this beer, that will they'll stick around, man. Yeah. You, using the Kolsch yeast, are you guys doing a normal Kolsch fermentation profile, or what, what kind of temperatures are you guys using? Um, I would have to check what we did on that one because we did it in Kentucky and then at our place, and we tried to match their system on ours. But when we do standard boat, we do about 64C. It's not real hot. All right, Scott, what are we drinking right now? Well, I'm real stoked on this one. Uh, We just poured the regular coffee, uh, which was very generously sent in by a listener of ours named Bob Hansen, Exit 16 Brewer. Uh, When he found out you were coming on the show, Augie, uh, he got very excited, and he'd been saving a few. He said this was a very rare beer uh, in New Jersey during the winter, but he he scored himself four. He saved two and sent us the other two. He he might be drinking them uh, with us right now as I speak. He also sent the pork roll, that you referenced on the can, uh, fresh from the shelves of the New Jersey, the equivalent of Safeway out there. And JP, you said you were familiar with this reference, but you didn't know what it was till tonight. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a big Ween fan, and they're from Jer- they're Jersey boys, and so they have that song "Pork Roll, Egg, and Cheese" on a Kaiser bun. This, this is the very pork roll and that I'm like, referring to. Well, I thought it was, uh, you know, um, Do you take that Chinese food. I think I you think I saw home. a picture before I shipped you, and thank you, Bob, for sending it out to them. That's really cool of you. I'm actually out of it, or I could have sent it to you. This is a big boy, twelve percent. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of wow. coffee in there, too. I'm going to be up This is 12%? It, it doesn't yeah. taste like 12%. Absolutely not. What are you guys... Uh, I would is like to try sugar in there, guys. Uh, Bev wants to Just try a little a bit. Smidgen. Saved you a smidgen. Is this a Kolsch strain also, or oh, what yeast yeah. are you using on this? That's Chico. Chico? Okay. Yeah. So tell me about this beer, Augie, because I feel like there's a big story behind it. It's, there's not. That's what's so frustrating about <laughs> um, regular coffee. Um, so... I don't want to say that I'm not intrigued by coffee stouts. Right now I'm working on a coffee stout, but I'm adding a coffee that naturally tastes like cherries because of its fermentation to a Russian imperial. I'm trying to make taste like cherries with malt and yeast selection. Okay. I'm trying to find the commonality of the cherry flavors in both rather than the commonality of coffee flavors. And the reason I'm doing that is although I understand why a lot of people go to coffee with the stout idea – I don't necessarily understand it because a good stout can be made to taste like coffee without coffee. Right. And it comes along with a whole bunch of other flavors as well that you run over when you put coffee in it. Yeah. So, you know, when you're new brewing, you're new in town, and the most popular beers in the world at the time are coffee stouts. I mean, our first year was the first year CBS was released in Jersey. So everybody would ask me about it. And 
I just wasn't super excited to add coffee to a stout. And then this occurred to me. So the Jerseyism, the joke of the name is when you're at a Dunkin' Donuts or a little deli and I drink my coffee black. Um, and when you're at a deli and you're like, give me a pork roll, egg and cheese on a roll and a coffee. And I say, how do you want your coffee? I, from 44 years old, I've never lived more than a mile from the deli that thinks regular coffee means milk and two, you know, light and sweet. <laughs> coffee, and right, light and wow. sweet, baby. Um, but regular, regular coffee means light and sweet, cream, two sugars. <laughs> and, um, you know, so you're in a rush for morning, you're late for your job. You get it. You're five miles down the road. You take a sip of that coffee, and it's really sweet and really creamy, <laughs> and not what you wanted when you ordered a regular coffee. And then you, of course, take the heat on yourself because you should know by now you're a grown man. <laughs> um, and then you you do see that it does work, right? Because I don't know if you fried up any of that pork roll. I believe you have Taylor's pork roll in front of you. We do, yeah. Uh, That's it. Uh, but no, we haven't cooked a, it yet. They cut a little thick for my preference. Um, and pork rolls an already cooked product, so you don't really need to brown it. I find you do better slicing thin and just frying the hell out of it real fast so you get some black on it. But it's this really salty, <laughs> really unctuous, really rich dish. And the sugar works with that saltiness. So it doesn't not make sense uh, flavor-wise. But hmm. so when that occurred to me, I was like, I'll make a coffee beer when we make a regular coffee beer. And then I was like, <gasps> so then we... <laughs> We immediately ran in and made a 12% cream ale. Now, it's been done at 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. And it went to 12 because that's what sold that richness, that mouth sensation, that big mouth-filling creaminess. Yeah. Um, but I think its original conception was like a 6.5% beer. Are, are you um, getting that from lactose? Are you adding? It's all the above. It's, okay. it's richness in the warmth of the alcohol with a ton of lactose added and a ton of dextrose. The joke is two sugars, right? Mm-hmm. Lactose and dextrose. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then it's just a pretty straightforward. Doc, <laughs> Doc's, Doc's really enjoying it. Doc yeah. loves that. Yeah, he's all about well, it. It, 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 it so tastes like coffee regular. <laughs> <laughs> coffee regular. The problem comes about when it was a stump beer and it was meant to be funny, and we did want it to taste great. We wanted it to be fun, but what we'd done was play right into the hands of the milk stack guys because what we'd done was give them a big, rich, super alcoholic, sweet beer with an easily identifiable flavor of coffee. And it became everybody's favorite beer of ours. And although I love it, it's nowhere near as hard and challenging to make regular coffee as it is to make boat beer. And oh, yeah. you get congratulated for regular coffee. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought of that high one night. <laughs> why, why, yeah. why is that? Why, why is this beer not as hard as, as boat beer? It's just much more simpler flavors. It's you know it's, mm-hmm. it's to use a part to use a phrase I like to use about certain things like mosaic hops. It's it's slutty, right? It just wants to make everybody happy. Mm. It's big and rich and feels nice in your mouth. Everybody and it's knows not you. Aggressive and and you can definitely pick out things like so. Your guys' cans are about four months old now. We brewed it in December and canned it in January. Um, and what I think that beer is much more interesting now. It's entering what I refer to as the secondary phase, but. When it first comes out, what people love about it is it is a coffee, milk, sugar, beer flavor, right? It tastes like a beer, yep. but it definitely has a milk flavor, a coffee flavor, and a sugar flavor. Yes. Um, as it ages, if you hold on to one of those two cans for about a year or two, that all comes together to be like a Werther's toffee. Hmm. And for me, it's already started that. Or it could it see that. Be for yeah. You. 
I could definitely um, see that. So, so, but as that settles and they all integrate and the coffee doesn't jump out as much and it kind of settles into the milk, for me, that's when it gets really neat. Now, remember, at the beginning of the story, I drink black coffee. Mm-hmm. So it's a very sweet beer for me. I probably only have about six of those a year. <laughs> yeah. That's a new but, breakfast beer. <laughs> well, oh, it's definitely great in the morning. The, the first event, the first time we brewed it, we did two different back-to-back events, one at 9 a.m. and one at 10.30 a.m. at two local liquor stores. And we served it with pork roll, egg, and cheese sandwiches. And by noon, I was in need of a cab. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, how, it was a very hard launch on How me. do you add the coffee? It's got a really nice coffee flavor. And I don't know it's if you've so, said so that we have a neighbor it's a pale beer. Street. We have a neighbor across the street who I'm just absolutely in love with. Um, they're called Fair Mountain Coffee Roasters. And they roast. They don't really brew coffee. But like any neighbors and any flavor creators, we spend a lot of time talking. The reason my Yurgashev beer has Yurgashev in it is because me and him talk about lemoniness and how to ferment to pull out that acidity. Um, and when I got this beer in my head, I went to him and I was like, listen, I want it to be a really great version of a flat cup of coffee. So he sent me home with about a dozen cold brews to taste. I came back with the fact that I like the Chiapas for its bitterness. Mm-hmm. And the Sadamo for his lemoniness, and I wanted to accentuate those. So we did it again with a blend, but we over-roasted the Sadamo so it would be a little more bitter. We extended fermentation of the... the the Ethiopian... I'm sorry, the other one, the Chiapas, Chiapas, so it would be more lemony. And then um, blended them together, did a twice-extracted cold brew, and then added that to the beer. Um... If you have that clean, when we make the beer, he sells that coffee blend together for your home brewing. And um, it's a great coffee, but it is just kind of a glorified, super fresh, recently roasted version of a bitter, acidic diner cup of coffee, which is what <laughs> we wanted. What, what is um, it twice so, extracted? So basically, it goes, it goes in right before the bright. What does the twice extracted mean? When it's just how coffee. he brews it. It's his technique, so I don't want to talk about it much. But oh, okay. he basically does twice as much grounds to half the water for twice as long. Okay. Mm. Uh, I want to point out that uh, Sergio from uh, Melovino just texted me and said, uh, I know you're taking that pork roll home. He said, put one in between <laughs> some pancakes, and you've got the New Jersey breakfast of champions. <laughs> Actually, you know what a weird trick is with pork roll that I had to learn very late in life? First, you have to have it on a poppy seed hard roll with two hard fried eggs and a slice of American cheese and ketchup, salt, and pepper. That's how it's done. Well, the kinds of roll. <laughs> but, um, Ween, they're yeah, geniuses, poppy man. seed hard roll. But yes. you need the poppy seeds because you find one in your tooth four hours later and you're reminded of how great breakfast was. So if you don't have <laughs> the seeds, you don't get that recurring theme. Why would you? Um, but uh, the next one, and it's really weird, is if you fry it, pretty black which i like to do and put it on an everything bagel with cream cheese it's surprisingly good oh huh. hmm. hey um, uh, i know you guys can't get bagels out there but we can we have noah's new york style yeah jp read the ingredients of this pork roll oh pork roll okay here we go uh pork which is good it's always okay. good to, yeah. to have the, first the name one, in the right first out of ingredient. the box right. roll salt sugar <laughs> spices which is awesome lactic acid starter culture sodium nitrate sodium nitrate <laughs> i said it twice <laughs> so just <laughs> in case you forgot <laughs> but the, the second one has something to do with salt peter <laughs> um, 
Twice nitrated. No, really. <laughs> it's something like, like that. It's some urban legend. Wow. It's um, uh, guess how many calories there are per serving in a in a pork roll. Oh, what, how many? What's serv- a serving? One yeah. slice. A serving is uh, three slices. So there's four in that pack. There's four slices. In yeah, there's two point five servings mm-hmm. per container. Like a hundred each. Two hundred calories. Wow. Yeah. One hundred and fifty of which are it's, from fat. Every, yeah, right. <laughs> everything is double. When you what you see think how is. much food that is, you'll be shocked. <laughs> can, yeah. we, yeah. can we just lick it? Yeah, just yeah. There it is. Oh wow, Can't they are pretty out of the thick. Package. I told you they're very thick. I want to lick it. It's uh, it, it's basically speckled with white, and that's all fat. Oh, I that's good. That's a good can, part. Can we just put this in like the sandwich oven and just fry these all over? Yeah, heat it. It, yeah. Yeah. it. It just yeah. says heat it and eat it on the package. Yeah. I think yeah, you should, I think you should rock it. Thing and see what it's, it's cooked. You like. can eat it yeah. like that, but you shouldn't. It looks like spam. I was introduced to fried spam in the Midwest, and it's actually pretty tasty. So, uh, actually, that that reminds me: is is pork roll better or worse than what's that other East Coast? Um, like scrapple. S- scrapple, yes, thank you very oh, much. Yeah. What's better? Pennsylvania Dutch, not East Coast, but oh. definitely it's it's common. The area Are they common the same to thing? both is the Trenton area of New uh, Jersey. No. Okay. Which is but better? Scrapple is large. Scrapple is basically after you've made sausage, you extend what's left with oats and spices. Yeah. Form it into a brick, slice it into squares and fry it. And it's also awesome. Yes, it is. I hmm. would I think the difference is you would eat scrapple with runny eggs and pork roll with hard fried eggs. I'm hungry now. <laughs> yeah. I'll Breakfast get the sounds real good. This is Denny's yeah. Scrapple is Scra- Scra- <laughs> more like, like hash. <laughs> this is more like fried spam. Okay. Right. Yeah. Scrapple's right. basically blood sausage without the blood. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's yeah. You had me Let's a stick our pork roll over to Denny's and see if they can whip something up. They have <laughs> the I guess I guarantee they have the longest wait of the year I, today. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know that's right. Hey, uh, make a grand fork. slam out of this. <laughs> hey, then, I don't, uh, it's, it's, it is literally. It should be called four twenty comma Rudy Tooty Fresh and Fruity. <laughs> exactly. That's good, Augie. Hey, Augie, I don't want to forget to uh, pay off the whole green apple thing uh, and okay. expound upon what we did before the break there yeah we're going to jump into the 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 tippy series right now tippy uh which is fascinating to me so just going on your website um you can go to uh, cartonbrewing.com and then uh go to the what's in the tippy so you have a tippy system from more beer right yep more beer's tippy it's it's uh, so you we've already discussed the 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 floor space limitations of the place yeah but we needed something that was really dependable. And the best part about that system is we can we don't use the Morbier system necessarily as it was designed, but it's very versatile. So we can we can better match our actual process. We vorl off with it and we do all kinds of things with it. Um, and try to replicate the basically the difference is about eighty six, eighty eight percent extraction versus ninety two, ninety four. Okay. Um, there's a learning curve there because with that sugar extraction, also flavor extraction. So we learned early that when we use things like Special B, the big system gets more of that figgy flavor out of B as well as more sugar out of B. Hmm. Um, but that was, you know, it's it's not a linear growth. But, but we learned that pretty quickly. So um, here's yeah. So basically, what so we've been talking about, you know, we've basically been talking about our, our kind of well-known stock beers. Yeah. But what the fun of Carton, the reason the reason it's great is is when we really fool around and we like I said, we don't really make any style beers. So when we're coming up things with um like we do orange swisher, which is a, a deconstruction of a blunt, so it's a smoked porter with all the hops that smell like weed and a whole bunch of um candied orange zest. And before that we did a cherry version of that one. We do uh, Carton Canyon, which is a six point four percent adjunct lager with blue agave nectar as the adjunct. 
adjunct. We do Gilded Lily, which is a Belgian triple with white truffles. We do Gorp, which is a good old raisin and peanuts trail yeah. ale. We do Tharsis, which is a chili saffron saison. We do yeah, this, so regular <laughs> coffee. But basically, the the the, the way Carton works, um, the conceit we had was that when you when you commit like this, um, if your kid needs braces. You've got to go make a beer that'll pay the bills. So you have to make a six percent IPA, or you have to save money on your pail, or whatever. So what we decided was Chris and I would keep our jobs. That way, if the brewery didn't get off to a great start and um, Jesse's kid needed braces, we'd be able to afford that without <laughs> kind of having to do stuff we didn't want to do in the brewery. Right. So the business plan there was on every Sunday at noon myself and one of my brewers get together and we work on a new recipe. So all those things I just told you about that we've now released to the public were brewed on that 20-gallon system some once, some 20 times. And then what we'll do is that produces, you know, depending on how efficient we do, we get two and a half, three and a half sixtals out of it. So we just throw them up into the tasting room on what the tippy knuckle is and kind of talk about what we're thinking about. Um and get the feedback from our community. We won't sell that beer in growlers or cans or anything. Obviously, it's just a taster we often just give away to talk to people about. But so right now, the beer we put out yesterday was called it's called Tharsis, which is a Thai chili and saffron saison. And there's a couple of our real regular people who had it in a couple iterations last summer off the tippy, which were much hotter. But the objective with the beer was to study the kind of cleaning. Uh, peppery effects of French Cezanne yeast. And we felt that at, at any real measurable heat, it was running that over. We were flavoring the beer instead of studying the yeast. Hmm, so after about five or six attempts, we dialed it to where I'm super, super happy with it. And you're not exactly sure where the yeast pepperiness ends and the chili pepperiness starts. But you know they're both going on. And you're not exactly sure where the saffron's doing its cleansing thing. And where the yeast is doing its cleansing thing. but And then we got lucky, and it was a 78-degree beautiful sunny day in the tasting room when we released it, and it was just the right spring beer for that. So, I mean, it's got this overwhelming love from everybody, and that's largely because of the work we did on the tippy. I like I looking like through these... Uh, uh, these uh, come on, d- descriptions, descriptions on your website. So you have uh, basically notes. You know, for uh, for what's happened. So you got your oak smoked black lager again. In this version, we added debittered black malt to the malt bill and notched up the smoke wheat. So you kind of go through what you did and then what you've changed in it, so fans like us can can kind of follow along and, and see what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's you know it's it's the give and take. I think it's fun. I, I like to I like to treat the entire thing as a game we're playing. We're lucky enough to to have the honor of being able to make pretty much anything we want, not being told what to do. Yeah. So the fun of that is interaction with the community that that enjoys that part, right? There, there's a whole the community that's real mad that I don't make a bourbon barrel aged stout yet. <laughs> I'm um, pissed personally. Yeah. I'm getting to it. Furious. I'm, I'm getting to it. God damn it, I Augie. Where I will make an IPA this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fermented <laughs> inside individual apples. Barrel aged some regular coffee. Uh, we did. That's Irish oh. coffee. Oh. oh, how was that? We actually use spirals. Um, it's it's a work in process. Um, I'm very happy with it. My first joke, because again, it's 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 weird to have this association to my own beer. 
But regular coffee is super creamy. So when I was picturing an Irish coffee version of it, I was picturing that really crappy glass cup of coffee you get at the end of a meal at a TGI Friday's where they put a huge blob of whipped cream on it and drizzle creme de menthe on top so it's green. <laughs> so what I did was soak a whole bunch of spirals in Jameson, split off a Grundy's worth, um, put the oak in there, and then a whole bunch of peppermint trying to recreate the uh, the creme de menthe. <laughs> wow. And it's a very cool, fun beer, but it's 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 very pepperminty. <laughs> so next time I play that game, I'll probably do go more traditional, um, do go more traditional Irish and put a lot more nutmeg in it and just a little peppermint. But I got to tell you, man, it tastes exactly like I wanted to taste, and then I remembered <laughs> that I don't like that coffee unless I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, but to, to Scott's point about the green apple yes, please. sour, let's go back there. Yeah, how do you do? Uh, you know, kind of part of this. And this might have just been my joy of torturing Jesse, but um, Jesse and I would would get our heads around a new idea. I would do things like I think the two, the, the three that were most frustrating for Jesse was the peanut beer. I wanted to do a trail mix, which was good old raisin and peanuts. The one you're talking about, which is wasabi and green apple, which is the deconstruction of a sorbet I was served as an intermezzo by a very talented chef named um, Paul Librant. And then the other was what I wanted to put butter on squash for a ravioli deconstruction. Um, Butter and green apple. These are all important dishes in my life that impressed me with flavors that I was fascinated to recreate. But for Jesse, they were the torture of the fact that I was going to make an apple-flavored beer, a butter-flavored beer, (laughs) and a flavored beer. Um, And I have the liberty of never – like I'm not a guy who – cares about bjcp guidelines i care about how well we recreate the flavor i want all our beers to be beer first but i want them to have these flavors and if i could have figured out how to control diacetyl i would have never needed to add um butter to a beer the (laughs) truth is diacetyl doesn't taste like butter it tastes like butter tastes Mm. so we needed to put actual butter in the beer um and the green apple is the same thing The, the green apple if you do a really nice, simple kettle sour on a Berliner down around 4 pH, 4, 2 pH, that acidity is green apple acidity, right? Like like the level of acidity your tongue knows isn't in pH. It's in acidic things, right? So it basically goes like lemon, green apple, you know, maybe lime, lemon, green apple, orange, right? That That's what you perceive. And when, you, when your tongue gets those receptions, you're reminded of those flavors, even though they're not necessarily there. Mm-hmm. A very clean, good Berliner will remind you of somewhere between lemon and green apple. Um, so dressing that with actual pureed French green apples, I'm 100% fine with. And when you write it on the can, you know, there's still the boobs out there that are style slaves that smell apple and get mad at it, but who cares? They were never going to be carton drinkers anyway. Right. <laughs> the boobs. You got you to please the boobs. Everyone's I don't have to please them. Well, no. <laughs> that's true. I mean, you should. Well, <laughs> one pair of boobs. <laughs> I, I've, I've found life is better if you please the boobs. You guys should just stop. <laughs> no, serious. Bev, why don't you chime in with yeah. the boob talk? Yeah, right. No. Like you're the resident in Actually, comments, um, on this show? I'm not the resident boob. <laughs> but you're resident boob Boobs. expert. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I have a question from the chat, actually. Please, please ask oh, it, Beverly. Yeah, uh, from Dakota Brewer. He says, since boob, you boob, are boob, near... Boob, boob. I quit. <laughs> okay. You're not my employee. Right, yeah. Since you are near where Clerks was filmed, do you have any intention of doing a Clerks, a Clerks-themed beer? Uh, How do you theme a beer after be a movie? Pork, egg, and cheese. We already did it with regular coffee. Yeah, there you go. Okay. You just, yeah, you you make a you make okay. a beer for giant fat people who can't direct. I friends. We went to different high schools down here the same year, and I've worked on a couple of his films. Um, and I I don't think I've ever done a better service to it. What the clerk's idea of a of a beer would be than making a paper cup of coffee with a milk and two sugars in it like that, that pretty <laughs> yeah. done. that's a wrap pretty straight up yeah, yeah. that's that's fair. pretty done well augie i think we're gonna let you go man that's uh yeah. that's a lot of information but I, i'd like to have you back on scott i'd like to to, to get augie back on again because we have so much to cover with the uh, essentially experimental brewing yeah no kidding series. I, I have like 10 more questions but it's like eleven thirty out there so yeah i, I mean bad. pale ale with tomatoes cucumbers and salt saffron and yeah, chili that's panzanella I mean, so much, uh, just an entire show on that, on I using other that ingredients. I one in two sentences. That's just the summit hops taste like onion and garlic. And I know some people really like that. No. For me, it was out of place, and I wanted to make it be in place. And the place, the place that onion and garlic works for me in the beer world is in a, a beer with a super light summer salad. So we just deconstructed a Tuscan panzanella salad and put a ton of summit hops in it. Well, there you go. Wow. Yeah, simple as that. All right, well, we don't need to get you back on then. <laughs> <laughs> but the only place you can get uh, these beers. beers man. I, I, I could do it shorter. I just I like to listen to myself talk. I guess. <laughs> the only yeah, place you can so get the Tippy series is through the tap room, or are you guys distributing Everything these? we're also? talking about, we have released. But you got to understand how small we are. We're, we did 3,000 barrels last year, and wow. there are 7,000 liquor licenses in New Jersey. Wow. With four thirty barrel fermenters, three thousand is still moving pretty good. Well, yeah. three thirty oh, barrel yeah. fermenters and three forty fives. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were still just at three thirties and one. That addition we planned for year okay. five came month six. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Warren's oh, like, yeah, no, okay. So it's not that impressive. Yeah, yeah, never right. mind. You guys have some room to grow. <laughs> Definitely yeah. don't need to get you back yeah. on. You call us when you're big. Time, right. Yeah. Man. We'll talk in a few years. Sure. sure. When you're on Virgin. Sure. When you're on Virgin sure. Atlantic. Respect. Right. Uh, but thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. There's nothing I like better than talking about beer. Awesome, man. Where, where should people go to find you? Plug away. Oh, that's nice of you. I'm so freaking horrible at that. Um, <laughs> all right. So Carton Brewing, largely we have a website which is being relaunched. So all of you that realize it's terrible, I'm working on it, I promise. Thank God you said it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's that same design person who didn't understand what the color orange was. Right. <laughs> I promise you there's a lot of things I wanted to do. Right after I figured out how to make enough beer, which I'm still doing. Um, <laughs> and then uh, so we have a Facebook page, which is probably the best place to keep up with information. It's just where we're best to treat ourselves. The Carton Brewing Twitter is largely just me, so that's at Carton Brewing. Um, we do do a podcast as well. If you're ever bored and you want to listen to Four Drunks, it's called uh, Steal This Beer, and it has all the right pages. Um, I like that. And I, I can't think of anything else I should be saying, which means I will definitely get yelled at soon. <laughs> Probably. You hey. need some sort of handler. That's right. Yeah, I, well, I, I need somebody that, that they 
I got some names. <laughs> yeah, and those those are stuff. I, I guess I should just have a card, but I think if you just go to our Facebook page, that's good enough. It's fine. It's the digital uh, business card. It's where we talk. Right. So. It's well, where you can definitely get me. When, when somebody's engaging you on Twitter or Facebook or untapped, that's me. That's you. That's awesome. me talking back to the people and telling them to sit down and shush. <laughs> well, I do want to thank, uh, in addition to Exit 16 Brewer, who sent us the regular coffee, I want to yeah, thank yeah, uh, Casey Tapalian, who uh, was a listener of ours and a, a fanboy of yours, Augie, uh, who hooked us up in the first place. So thanks, Casey. And thank you, Augie, for sending us these beers. Hey, thank you, guys. It was a real pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Augie. Talk to you, you later, man. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Augie Carton from Carton Brewing Company in Atlantic Highlands. New Jersey. I can see why they were uh, recommended to us and w- why he has so many fanboys despite his small footprint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they kind of fit in, I think, with our, you know, uh, um, I don't know, ethos, I guess, of, of beer. Have fun with it. Yeah. You know, but do it really well. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's the thing. I mean, you can sit there and make, I mean, that regular coffee, it was a beer with milk and coffee and sugar in that order. And that's, I think, the way Every it should be. Cup. Yeah. yeah, I like the paper yeah. cup part. Of the <laughs> right. it, it should be beer first. It, it tasted like a Winchell's donut thing, where you're paper like, donut. yeah, you're like Styrofoam City, man. Yes. So should we fry up this pork roll at the break? I'm ready for it. Yeah, I think we should do, 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 do that. Oh, we gotta have the egg. Yeah. yeah. Can you do that here? You gotta oh, have yeah. the egg. <laughs> right. Oh no, yeah. no, we don't. Where can we get the eggs? Or hard. You gotta make it right. You're right. You're right. You guys want to come over after uh, after the show? I'll, I'll fry up some eggs so we can drink one of the rare barrel beers. Because <laughs> that's all that's left. Uh huh. Oh. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right, everyone. We're gonna take a break. We'll come back. We're gonna do uh, some drunk of the week calls. We're gonna pick our NHC winner. Beer news. We're gonna do beer news. Feedback. We're gonna do feedback. We're gonna do Twitter game. We're gonna do a whole bunch of stuff anyway it's the session everyone stay tuned doctors have a seizure a few things happened 30 years ago arpanet migrated to tcpip and the internet was born revenge of the jedi was renamed return of the jedi and opened in theaters mila kunis and emily blunt were born beginning a rad fantasy in my mind but all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com If you don't know Yeast Man, you're missing out. White Labs Yeast Manager, Yeast Man, is available free to any brewer. Yeast Man is your direct link to White Labs Yeast Production Facility. Yes, you can check yeast availability and yes, you can place an order, but Yeast Man is much more. View yeast quality control and analytical reports. See your big QC day entries and reports. Get access to the entire White Labs catalog, specials on overruns of freshly made yeast, and customized options for your account. Yeastman is the only real-time online ordering in the business connected directly to factory production. Yeastman is always on and always live. It's the largest online marketplace for specialty brewer's yeast and related products. Visit yeastman.com today and tap directly in to White Labs production facility. Gonna brew? Yeast man to the rescue. 
When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand. Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today adventures in homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the brutus brew stands and propane burners the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven pound hopper custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels coolers and mini sized brew pots the brewers at adventures in homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all grain brewing adventures in homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. Brewing Network listeners receive 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code IPA at checkout. See terms and conditions for full details. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, thanks for hanging with us, everybody. It's the session here, live from Concord, the Hop Grenade. It's kind of bumping out there, man. A lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a Sports. Monday. Nice party. Does everybody have to work tomorrow? Um, I do. 
Yeah, I do too. Not early or anything. Hey, Bev, do me a favor. Next time you get burritos, can you just meter them out to me one at a time instead of putting the entirety of all the burritos that exist in the studio in front of me? Because I ate two and now I'm going to explode. Wow, you you powered through two of them? I did, yeah. Yeah, because I'm a big fat mess. I like the way you put them out, though. I um, am sorry that you don't have self-control. I don't. And yes, I will help you next time. They, yeah, I really it was, appreciate it. Was that. really good, by the way. Thank that make, you. That Doc. makes two of us. That's why I I, I can't have potato chips in the house. Uh, I run out of hand lotion too che- soon. Cheetos. It's no. It's just no self control. <laughs> so I don't want to know that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> He's got orange hand I lotion. I don't understand. <gasps> his, his elbows are real soft. Hands, um, I, can't I, get I have the a, uh, His hands are so slippery. Right. <laughs> I, I get trapped in. I get trapped in my room. I can't right. open the door. Darren, <laughs> like twenty minutes. Oh my Darren. gosh, that's gross. What do you have, uh, Beverly? So, our good friend Blabber Yeah. Um he said that he is willing to call in and play his ukulele and sing uh the lion sleeps or in the jungle or whatever that song is to your outro. If that is something you would like, he will prepare it instead of JP's an asshole. Oh. Like Tiny Tim style. Well we just do it anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't have uh, as an outro, okay. Yeah, as a bed. Sure, maybe later on, yeah. Yeah. All right. His okay. ukulele. Yeah, do it, Blower. What is yeah. with the ukulele being the new thing? Like, it's the new yeah, hipster. It's it's the new twisted hipster. mustache. Hipster. Yeah. And uh, that being said, I kind of want to play one. Douche. Well, I, um, it, but you want to twist it makes a better backpack than a guitar. The guitar's too big. And you have, like, the, the plastic strings and that wire so you don't get callous, callous eye or whatever. In Hawaii, I, was in the, I, I roll past this ukulele shop and i didn't know they had that many ukuleles available (laughs) to anybody what are they all tuned differently i thought they were all just crap you know made of cardboard but no but (laughs) that's a cultural instrument how dare you oh and and the ones that like way up there that you can't touch those are the expensive (laughs) you gotta ask somebody to play those i feel that's most of the ukuleles for you no no (laughs) no they're all mid shelf yeah. Oh, you know. that's mean. Who's I know how to finger things. I think that's why the United States oh, bought Hawaii <laughs> was for the ukulele. <laughs> for the ukulele. Yeah. We, we couldn't not buy it. Right, yeah. <laughs> we had to once we heard Tiny Tim. Come. So speaking of, of, of weird weird things, uh, Bebo is now into the, <laughs> the fine art, uh, the long lost art of oil it pulling. It is a long lost art. Yes, I am. And so do you also believe uh, that Bush planned 9-11 or is that... <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong with you? Tell me your. What, tell me what's wrong with you. Well, what is it? Yeah, what is oil? Um, go, go ahead, Beverly. I take a tablespoonful of either sesame oil or coconut oil, and I put it in my mouth, and I swish it around for twenty minutes, and it's supposed to remove stains and bacteria, and then I spit it out and brush my teeth with my homemade toothpaste. But what tastes better in your mouth? <laughs> and then not you, that. And then you fluff your your plucked chicken stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, match. What, what what makes you think that you need to get rid of bacteria in your mouth? That's where they live. It's, it's um, what they do. As I will send. I will have Sam send you the link. But as I told you before, it cures diseases. It's part of Santeria. <laughs> mouth diseases. Yeah. No, all kinds of diseases. It's part of Santeria, oh. isn't it? Do you also? Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. You, like, you're rolling chicken bones. And, yeah. <laughs> Doc, is there any validity to swishing sesame oil in your mouth for 20 minutes to remove stains? Hey, I don't give a shit what you do. Just get your teeth clean every six months. That's what I told her. 
<laughs> well, no, because right. she thinks that you said, oh, that sounds great. You know what? If you want her to do it, it's not going to hurt anything. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, and so will I, it help is the So question. I yeah. sent her a link from Snopes. Who which, says it's going to help? No, that, that because it, no, it basically said it basically said uh, it's not going to hurt anything. It's kind of benign in that matter. Yeah. Uh, but it's also not doing anything. It's, it's not n- doing anything. And the, the the only thing it's really doing is making fluid move in your mouth, which will help remove like you know plaque and whatever. Uh, so possibly change the pH in there and help a few things. That's a bit the, at the best you're going to get. Oh, I'm looking it up on, on Snopes, yeah. and awesome. uh, it's unproven. Right. Well, that's the article I sent Bev, and I go, did you read the article? And she goes, I scanned it. I'm like, why? Why are we <laughs> well, doing well, these things? Well, unproven Which article? is not false. No, unproven not, is not false. It's unproven. Yeah. It's unproven. Right. So, again, hey, do whatever you want. Scott, your computer's oh. playing a stupid yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's an ad. God damn it, oh, Snopes. No, it's that live sex thing again. Got to make money somehow. Playing in the background. I'm just saying, Pinterest totally backs my tooth, teeth pull, teeth, whatever it is. Teeth pulling. Oil pulling. Yeah. I, see, that would probably yeah. do some good if you pulled some teeth and out. It'd be less bacteria. Whole, there's this whole kit that you can buy. Of course, of course there, there is. is. It comes with a free pair of suspenders. <laughs> Shut up. Right. No, it comes with a... And some, and no. some land It comes with instructions on how to make your own apron. No. <laughs> what does it come with? It just comes with individually packed uh, packets, perfectly sized packets of oil for a month. Oh, God. Because you can't meter it out to yourself. Right. Um, how do you know what size you need? It's told me. And by it, I mean Pinterest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oil pulling. Can you imagine? Yeah. Of all the dumb things to believe in. Oh, check the box. Just Large, eat your Kentucky Fried Chicken slower small. so it lasts 20 minutes and the same thing. <laughs> Oil pulling. At least it doesn't hurt. Well, well, a lot of stupid things people believe well, in. Actually, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt, yeah. but I feel like it hurts the belief in a scientific structure. It's not all the gang. It's a placebo. <laughs> right. That's fine. Right. I don't know. I still love you, Beverly. I'm sorry. You're giving me the death stare. Where do you come up with this? No, no, I'm not. Uh, And why do you believe in them? (laughs) I may or may not be slightly gullible. You know, they took that word out of the dictionary last year, right? Shut up. Gullible. You've used that joke on me. Don't look it up. Just take his word for it. It worked every time. Yeah, you fell for it twice. I did. Uh, So, oil pulling might not work, but you know what does work? Beersmith. If you guys want to really uh, dial up your your recipe formulation and uh, and and you know figure out how everything works for your for your brewing and how to make the best recipes and then have kind of a library of all those recipes, check out Beersmith. Doc, you use Beersmith. It's science. Have you been brewing? It's science. See, yes, beers. Thank you. Beersmith is science. Snopes. Oil pulling is that's, junk science. See, that's why I back it. <laughs> Snopes says uh, Beersmith is proven. It's, See, it's proven. proven. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Proven by the internet. There you go. That works. You got that green Stop dot. <laughs> what um, does Pinterest say? I don't know. I'll look it up it's, later. It's against it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Pinterest. It's not organic says enough. That oil pulling is history. Hi- what is history? It's mean? a long lost art. Well, because it uh, cause. Yeah, uh-huh. because <laughs> yeah, people so are like this bleeding is, people. Yeah, this is like uh, after a thousand years, people in India are like, you know what doesn't you work? Know what, <laughs> right, exactly. They don't drown witches yeah. anymore either. Oil pulling. Yeah, maybe they should. Bev's on her phone. So is a helocentric uh, mountain universe. Doing two things at once. Stop Sorry. it. I had to put a beer on tap. And, oh, okay. and, and pull some oil. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> while you're sitting there looking up uh, uh, how right or wrong I am about oil pulling, uh, go check out Beersmith. Yep. Uh, you get, they have a 21-day free trial, I believe, and uh, see for yourself. It works. Uh, that's great. That's how you prove. That's called the scientific. And he method. gives updates, uh, email updates. There's some cool uh, you know, uh, newsletter kind of stuff he does. Oh, yeah. Uh, just Got to stay in touch, man. Exactly. 
He's that's got a awesome. podcast. He's got yeah, a lot of information. It's great. It's a great site. If you're serious about brewing and you're not using Beersmith, you're not that serious about brewing. No, you can't. And that that is actually proven that you're not serious if you don't use Beersmith. Snopes. Uh, <laughs> Scott, we got some beer news, right? Yeah, we do. All right, beer news brought to you by the Wine and Hop Shop. Yeah, new sponsor, WineandHop.com. Love those guys for bringing you this story to start. No music, huh? No, no. I don't I, because I need a consistent sponsor for just the news in order to create a new intro, and we're we're switching up the sponsors every week. I have uh, here. I have some. You want? Yeah, I'll go play ahead. Some music. Okay. Sure. Oh my gosh! You need to stop with the Greek music. <laughs> yeah, this week's beer news brought to you by Broke Countries. Yes, Broke Countries. All right, Yingling has taken over Boston Beer Company as the number one craft brewery in the U.S. What? What a beer! Isn't what? that insane? That's insane because Sam Adams is insane. Or <laughs> wait, so so yes. went, so went the headline. This was what uh, wrangled me into this story. Okay. It's well, actually meant to misle readers, I guess. No, I don't know. Fuck, Here's no. what really Quick happened. Bait. Okay, the Brewers Association released their annual top list of 50 breweries uh, per per volume for 2014. So Sammy's been at the top of that list forever. Uh, but now, I guess the BA has decided to change the definition of a craft brewery. And that's really the headline here. Wow. It now includes brewers who use adjunct grains, like your corns and your rices, uh, which, of course, is an ingredient Yingling uses. So it previously was not considered a craft brewery. Now it is. The BA did not release exact production numbers, but according to USA Today, Sammy shipped out 20% more volume than it did in 2013, and Yingling still surpassed them. So they're doing <laughs> gangbuster sales no matter how you look at That's it. That's that shandy. I actually saw that list. I forgot. But, yeah, it was startling to see that. Like, where'd they come from? Yeah, I had no, no idea. Well, they've been dominating the East Coast for, forever. So it was just a matter of redefining what the uh, graph yeah. was. I, don't, yeah. I didn't catch why the BA decided to do that uh, after all this time. I uh, didn't realize you were know, outside, outside of the, the craft definition. <laughs> yeah. Neither did I because of, because of their use of adjuncts, which I yeah. knew was part of it, which I never kind of understood. Like, why, you know, if craft beer is supposed to be uh, envelope pushing and, and people can do whatever they want, it's a spirit of freedom. Why don't you let people use whatever the hell they want to use? That's a like, good question. Maybe they finally came to their senses then. Yeah. Good. Isn't sugar an adjunct? I mean, we make a lot of beer in the West here, and there's a lot of sugar. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. Everything yeah. is Next an adjunct. Yeah. Yeah. Anything not grain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well that's anyway, cool. Yeah, you know, if you're uh, on the East Coast and you're not already drinking Yingling, which is inconceivable based on these numbers, <laughs> right. maybe you should try them. They're a yeah. craft brewery. <clears throat> crack a lemon shandy and, you know, get with the times. Indeed. <laughs> maybe you can crack a, a lemon shandy on pineapple the floor. Shandy. Uh, or pineapple on the Oklahoma State House floor, where recently, uh, just last week actually, they passed both SB 424, which is a bill that will now allow breweries to sell their own beer. Welcome to the 21st century, Oklahoma. And <laughs> SB 383, which will uh, allow cold sales of beer. Uh, over 3.2% in liquor and grocery and convenience stores. So previously, you couldn't sell ready-to-drink cold right off the shelf if, if it was over 32 So in other wow. words, no beer. Huh. Uh, and, uh, Does it let you buy ice? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember rolling into a place where they, oh, you have craft beer in here, and you go in there, and it's all on pallets. It's warm. Warm. Yep. And, and there's all these Belgian cork things. Yeah. Not looking so good. No. <laughs> Kept people from drinking on the way home. That yes. was the motivation. I, I suppose. Yeah, the I guess. Line. You know, right, in, yeah. in, in someone's mind, some legislature's mind, that's that's exactly what it oh, is. It's right. like, well, they're going to just put it in a, they're just going to drink it, and that's terrible. You got people going into your local Dollar General store to buy <laughs> shaving lotion for a high. 
Of right. course they're going to drink a cold in the parking lot. <laughs> right. uh, don't get too excited, though, you uh, Oklahomans. Uh, both the Bills have to go to a conference, they call it there, get oh. the details hashed out. Uh, 424, the breweries can sell their own beer one. Uh, that's going to go to conference and then come back to both the Senate and the House for final votes. Then if it passes there, it'll go to the governor for her signature, and then 90 days after that, it would be law. So there's still some hoops to jump through. Wow. Uh, 383, the other one, there's a lot of things that could change there. That legislation goes to conference, and that won't happen until the next legislative session. And then if it passes, it goes to a statewide vote, so the, all the people of Oklahoma get to vote on it, and that won't be till uh, next year, till the next presidential election. But uh, it could potentially, it's, a, it's at least the first step uh, on the way to some positive changes for uh, breweries and uh, beer consumers in Oklahoma. Her signature? Yeah, governor is a chick. What is the world You're coming to? <laughs> First of all, brewers are allowed to sell their own beers. And right. second of all, women are now governing things. Yeah, up is down, left is right. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. More to hell. All right. All right. A couple more. Uh, there, here's a huge, uh, speaking of blobber glop, this is the biggest Ontario beer headline since the repeal of Prohibition. Big news. Uh, Canada's largest province has announced that will, it will partly open its beer retailing system, which is dominated by three of the world's largest breweries for the last 88 years, in fact. Uh, It's been a brewer's retail, which is a conglomerate of AB InBev, Molson Coors, and Sapporo. Uh, Craft breweries up in Canada have said that uh, brewer's retail unsurprisingly favors its own brands and uh, excludes the competition. Uh, There's 466 shops that this, uh, the beer store is what they're called. And uh, they're often Spartan inside. The shelves are empty. They keep beer out of sight in warehouses. Customers up there say it's like shopping in the old Soviet Union. It's a weird thing right. if you've ever been into it, a beer store up there. It sounds weird just thinking about that. <laughs> it's, it's real weird. It's like the, the bodega scene in, uh, in Half Baked, yeah. you know? Uh, just a 420 reference for you guys. Uh, the only other beer retailers in the province are government-owned liquor stores, and they have been barred through an agreement with Brewer's Retailer from selling packages bigger than six-packs. Wow. Uh, so changes for Ontario, they, they don't go as far as other provinces have, particularly in, in, in neighboring Quebec, where beer is widely available in corner stores and supermarkets as well as the government-run liquor stores. Uh, Ontario will allow about a third of its 1,500 largest supermarkets to sell beer by the end of 2015. Uh, they will not, however, be permitted to offer anything larger than six-packs, so you're still going to have uh, only one uh, packaging option. Okay. One pack. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Some of the government liquor stores will start carrying larger package sizes and offering online sales with delivery. So still big changes, even though it's, you know, it's limiting on one hand, but it's a big step up in the other. I wonder why, what the, what the, the reasoning behind, you know, limiting these things or, or changing it, but just in small sections. Why not just go, hey, the rest of the world pretty much operates this way. Let's do this. I mean, I know it, it ultimately comes down to money, but that, I feel like it's kind of a weak argument. Wait, so you can log on to a Canadian government website order beer and have it delivered to your house as a part of these changes yes you'll be able to wow no it's, it's a very weird <laughs> wow. leap there that's pretty good yeah. right they well, are progressive can, in some way isn't that awful it turns out <laughs> yeah and you can get as many six packs as you want yeah it's not you like buy you, want, six packs. you want a 48 pack right you just want a 48 pack. <laughs> exactly all right obama you listening i want yeah. a six or, pack at 805 <laughs> And the six-pack of Pale 31. Because it's healthy. Yeah, because it's government certified. And Blobber will have something to say about where he I'm lives. Sure. Uh, here's one that JP brought That's to my nice. attention before the show. Yeah. The Oregon Environmental Quality Control Commission uh, has uh, voted to let one brewery use water recycled from sewage to brew its beer. And make cheese. <laughs> the brewery is Oregon Brew Crew. They'll be supplied by Clean Water Services, which is a utility with a sophisticated treatment process that turns sewage into drinking quality water. The batches of beer made from the recycled water would be served at events, not sold at the brewery, which it's a 
weird distinction there. Like if you yeah. want to, if you want to buy <laughs> kegs for your wedding, by all means, but you can't go to the brewery and, drink it and, and try it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Nah. Uh, Make sure the same person's not drinking it, so much of it <laughs> yes. that they get sick. Uh, there's still one hurdle to anyone actually wanting to uh, try one of these sewage beers. The state recycled water reuse regulations must be amended to include human consumption. So they got to uh, do a little uh, state language tinkering before it's actually going to be allowed. But it's sure. I mean, it's right around the corner. Uh, the Oregon Health Authority has already approved clean water services request to provide water for beer, citing the high quality of the treated water, additional microbial reduction in the brewing process, uh, and low overall health risk, they say. Uh, recycled low. Sewage. <laughs> low. No, he said lower. Oh. Well under twenty no. percent. Right. Well under. Right. Oil pulling right. will keep you healthy. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because that's how I read deeper in the article. That's actually how they process this water. They just dump a bunch of oil in it, swish it around for twenty minutes. <laughs> oh. oh wait. Oh yeah. Get in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is there something about your teeth? Yeah. I yeah. understand. That. I, I'm, I'm, I'm use, for that. They yeah. use a lot of clay and baking soda. Also, yeah, uh. they do. Uh, recycled sewage water is already used in some cases to spread on crops for irrigation uh, as sure. well as for uh, recharging groundwater. But this is the first time that any state has considered allowing this stuff to be repurposed for human consumption. So uh, really uh, blazing a new trail up there in Oregon. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no pun intended. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really Th- makes me want to buy that beer. Yeah, really. Doug, if I go into your office in a year and you... You recommend oil pulling? I think I might kill you. Well, I'm thinking of only if I can Could like, you make a, a water it down with uh, sewage water. Yeah. <laughs> sewage water that's been treated didn't with oil. Talk, treated. Didn't we uh, that's a real story, talk huh? about something like this, something similar to this not too long ago about a guy who was... Yes, I think he he yeah. brought up the notion of do or like people. Why don't why don't we do that? But it wasn't in Arizona know, or something. Like he made he made something and like was people were all up in arms about it. But it was just I yeah, mean, yeah. He, he was a, he, he was a home it, right? Brewer, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. He, he was like a, a water quality engineer as his day job, and he yeah. decided to make a like a I don't know a hefeweizen with this water because his point was like, look, it you can make this water be chemically nothing. There's nothing there. You can right. just you can treat it to the point where it's no it's indistinguishable from we just have to water. get over it. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Make a brownie out of it. <laughs> yeah. No one will ever know. Yeah, or, or, yeah. Right. I know beer is already yellow a and brown. What's brown the problem ale? here? Oh. <laughs> Ew. All right. One last one here. You're welcome. Uh, Ninc- I don't know if you guys are aware that uh, Ninkasi has been dabbling in kind of a space program. Uh, their goal, they started this last year. Their goal was to send a payload of brewer's yeast into space and bring it back uh, to Earth. Okay. Uh, now, the result, they, they have a beer now, Ground Control, an imperial stout with hazelnuts, star anise, and cocoa nibs. It's fermented with some of this well-traveled yeast. So they launched the first rocket in July 2014 out of the Black Rock Desert in Nevada. Doc, you're home away from home. Uh, it, it, had a, it had built packaging so that the yeast would survive 12 hours at 108 degrees. But the yeast was discovered 27 days later, nine miles from its intended landing site, and it was long gone. Uh, but then in October, Ninkasi tried a second launch with help from commercial space flight firm UP Aerospace. The rocket was sent 77 and change miles into space, floated above the atmosphere for about four minutes, and then fell back to Earth. And this time, the six files of yeast were retrieved by a U.S. Army helicopter at great cost to the taxpayers, I'm sure. Yeah. Transported back to Nikasi's lab, where it was tested and brewed uh, into the first beer made from yeast that traveled to space and back. Uh, it doesn't really do much to the yeast, actually. Jamie Floyd, our, our friend there, head of Nikasi, um, he said the space yeast performed the same as its earthly counterparts. And, you know, yeast can only survive in a very narrow range of temperatures. So, sending into space and back is no small feat. Even if it, I mean, the whole feat was that it didn't change oh, sure. in the process. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nikasi itself uh, spent about eighty grand on this project. 
And uh, it's <laughs> believe it or not, it's not even the first beer uh, with ingredients from space made available to the general public. Sapporo right. did this in 2009. They brewed a beer with space barley uh, that had been space kept in barley. it had been kept in space for five months. Sounds like and, a high school band. Well, uh, <laughs> no, if, if Nikasi Dorky. just cut out a little bit, like half their swag, that's eighty grand. Yeah. Yeah. What is the carbon footprint of all of this space uh, right? ingredients For that God's we're sake. using? And the whole point is that nothing changed? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, no, yeah. he sent Congratulations. A, oh, no, they sent a smile on their face. He sent a yeast sample into space. I didn't, I'm sure it's under normal atmospheric pressure. It's not like space. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, they can't let it be. It's, it's only G. All it really right. experiences is it has no gravity. That's it. Right. And that's all it would have changed. That so, is all. I bet they love that. So like Kate up, like, like <laughs> right. those yeast cells are lazy as shit. Oh, right. they're, yeah. they're like Kate Upton. It's like being in a yeah, yeah. yeah I don't right. know where to flock right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, up man. or down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it didn't change shit. Right. It started evolving. Way to go, right. Jamie. Started, started oil pulling. It was amazing. Yeah, you burst, burst our bubble. Fine. Oh, I'm sure it was Jamie's idea. He's like, you know, what we should have said, it. man, that bear was so much better. Right. Wish we could slant that shit. Yeah, like make a pale ale and just tell everyone like it's one malt, one hop, but it's space yeast, and you can taste exactly. the difference. Exactly, it's made a big difference. Uh, eighty bucks a bottle. There you go. No, and more swag. Oh, I'm making that up. Uh-oh. Although the Sapporo one was eighty bucks a bottle, and they had to sell it through a lottery system because it was more demand than supply. So if that's any sort of precedent, then Nkasi has struck gold. Didn't Dogfish Head do something like that? They took like a moon rock and ground it up and put it in that's, some sort of like... Sounds very dogfishy. Uh, yeah. What? Like a meteorite thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. no so. It wasn't a moon rock then. That's sacrilege. You don't do that shit. I don't know what's happening right now. You want. I'm Doc, very confused. Doc's nerd is showing is what happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's uh, the uh, getting threatening. He's, his yeah. eyes are glazed over, and he's just staring oh, at me. Oh, my, I'm tearing up. <laughs> that is the end of a very weird news segment brought to you by wineandhopshop.com. New sponsors, wineandhop.com. They are a uh, locally owned uh, homebrew shop there in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. If you live up there, go shop at them. And if you don't, uh, order online your next uh, equipment or ingredient order. They have a ton of pro brewers on the staff, 50 years of brewing experience, uh, and you get $8 flat rate shipping, BN listeners, on orders under 50 pounds if you enter a BN shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart. Nice. So support those who support us, wineandhop.com. That's awesome. Uh, you know what's coming up uh, pretty quickly, actually, is the Sam Adams Long Shot competition. Uh, some of us might be more familiar about that competition than others. Yeah, baby. Mike McDowell. <laughs> I was actually talking about uh, Beverly. Roll but. my theme song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, yep, yep. Here, I got, I got your theme song right here. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, so the uh, yeah, the Sam Adams. Are you going to enter that again, Tasty? Or are you not? Yeah, no, no. I've only want to win that once. That'd be stupid to do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> can you enter it more Rodney? than once? I, I don't know. Would they, would they let I think you? they might not let you. No, you can't. Oh, you can. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Why not? A, uh, oh, what the hell? A, a, a Chicago uh, home brewer who moved to Oregon. I can't mention his name because he's already got a head like big as a balloon. <laughs> Uh, he, won, he, won it, he won it twice. Wow. He won and oh. he entered again. Did he, back to change, back? did he change his name? There might have been back to back. I you think. mean the guy that you just mentioned five minutes ago? Yeah, I didn't mention his name, though, did I? Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay, great. Right. Uh, right. Well, yeah. As you know, Sam Adams has been hosting the long shot competition for almost 20 years, which is pretty rad. Yeah. Um, so uh, this year is a battle of the East versus West. 
which I would like to talk about. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, one creative homebrew chosen from each side of the Mississippi. If you want to learn more about the Sam Adams Long Shot competition, and of course to enter, because why wouldn't you, go to samueladams.com slash longshot. The window for entry is May 1st to May 16th. Top finalists, of course, uh, as you know, Tacey, will win a trip to the Great American Beer Festival yeah. in Denver, where the ultimate winners will be announced with a very nice luncheon. Limo at the airport. Yeah, Limo at the great. airport. Yeah, this oh, is yeah. a huge wow. prize. So you yeah. had like a card that said, uh, yeah. did it say Tacey or did it say Mr. McDole? Because it was back when you were a little more humble. <laughs> I forget. No? Okay. No. I don't know. No. What if they said a town card? What about the brewers that was in North Mississippi? I think it was a town card. <laughs> well, this no. year it's going to be an Uber. <laughs> how many, many Biggie Tupac names do you think there are going to be? East, West? Battle? Oh, A. Ron Balaka. I don't even know where to go with those yeah. references, Beverly. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. JP, what is the cost? I appreciated that, Doc. Uh, isn't it free? It is free. Thank you. are very, you're very <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, thought wow. you, I thought I needed a second. Thanks opinion. for bringing it up. Yeah. Yeah, it is free. Don't, don't you also win a lot of money if you You win, win five grand in cash. I can show you a castle check. Yeah, I got a picture of that thing. That's great. You didn't cash it? You just go, no, no, I can't, yeah, I I can't take this money. Was it one of those? Yeah. Yeah. Was it one of those? What am I going to do with five checks? grand? <laughs> no, yeah, so you get a trip to the GBF. And a big apparently, check, yeah. apparently a limo at the airport. You get a big fat cash, a uh, big fat check to cash. And uh, more importantly, your beer is released in a variety pack that's distributed nationally. If ever there was a homebrew contest to enter, this is the one. This is the one. Hookers for the weekend? Whatever you want. Grand. You do whatever you want. There's a strip club right right next to the GBF, man. Go check it out. It is Denver. You could win. You could earn a spot on the Brewing Network. This is yeah, sure. We'll interview yeah. the hell out of you. Yeah, why not? Oh, I also want to point out that uh, uh, when I, I was talking to uh, Michelle over there, who's uh, organizing us doing these reads for them, yeah. and uh, she went, uh, oh, you guys are uh, tasty's on your show, right? She went, I'm tasty approved. <laughs> she is. Said, wow, man. Does she know what that means? Everyone knows I'm tasty. Michelle. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. She's proud of that. She is proud of that. Yeah. <clears throat> Someone has to be warned. Uh, okay, let's do some feedback. <laughs> really? Let's do some feedback. Finally? But I don't have feedback music. Right now? <sighs> Why? Do I? I don't know. Because it's not uh, in here. Is it in here? Oh Are you my sure you God. can't find any? You've got Can mail. you throw something up there? Yeah, okay. anything. Nah, I don't Justin care what got, it is. I don't care if it's uh, like JP's an asshole. Justin Just never mi- he never migrated the intro. Music. JP's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are you saying that or are you singing it? Because I'm just singing it. Oh, okay. Well, you can Because I don't know the rest of the words. I just like hum along after that. <laughs> I don't think there are words. Uh, this is brought to you by Beer Law Center. You can go check out John, our buddy John since Mac is advanced at uh, Beer Law Center. Check out BeerLawCenter.com. He protects our uh, trademark, the Hop Grenade, because you guys have been, uh, uh, the B&R Army have been... Uh, you know, checking that out for us and making sure that no one's ripping it off, man. And then uh, John comes in with a bow. Get out of here, girl. Is JP trademarked? JP is not trademarked. Uh, I um, talked to John about that one. Uh, think I could? You think? Oh, do you, do you think? I don't know. John, JP, <laughs> trademark this now. That's that's the exact conversation uh, we're gonna well, have. Because and he's gonna go, better be because someone else is gonna get it. And you're. I heard people referring to John Palmer as JP of the CBC. And oh, no, hearing, no, he's rock candy. Don't even get me that. I, w- I was hearing, started. oh, JP's here. I was like, no, he's not. He's not up here. You know like, how oh, yeah, many John Palmer. You know how oh, many emails like, I used to get like in the first few years? Uh, people going, oh, dude, I love your book. Thank you. You're like a homebrewing <laughs> god. And I'm going, huh? Like, Thanks. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you thought they were talking about your book of poems. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. How'd you read my book? journal? 
You're just a book away from being famous. That's true. I, yeah. I already have the, the crowd base, man. Exactly. They think uh, I'm someone else. And then it was John Plissé, and it's a whole thing. How to anyway, brew oh, once yeah. in a while. You call it beer. Well, <laughs> yeah. How to brew and leave it in carboys for eight years. Yeah. <laughs> Time to get new letters. <laughs> new letters? Thanks. Thanks, Doc. I'll just go by Doc. Uh, this one Fine. is from Michael. <laughs> you don't he, deserve three letters. I don't. He says, watch out! I don't listen to your commercials anymore. Watch out! I listen to the podcast, but I skip right past them fucks. Watch out! Can you guess why? Watch out! <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, Michael, uh, eh, whatever, dude. That was it? That was it. I don't understand why he skips past them. <laughs> then you just, you will never get it. Because oh, yeah. he skipped through his whole thing. Yeah. What? What? Have you tried oil pulling? <laughs> uh, it might, might pull your thoughts Holy. down. <laughs> Brian writes, hey guys, really enjoyed listening to you guys. Just a little miffed at the shrugging off of some amazing IPAs you guys tried from the East Coast. Just seems like you're a little biased to West Coast IPAs, but maybe your palate is used to that dry finish. But I really believe that the East Coast has it down when it comes to IPA. It's not that it's sweet, it's just more full-bodied, which can match beautifully to hops when done right. I feel Vermont is where it's at with beer in this country. A large statement, by the way. Uh, Hill Farmstead is by far the best brewery in the whole world right now. All of his hoppy beers finish higher than most West Coast IPAs, and there's no loss of flavor or or overabundance of sweetness. Just beautifully balanced beer. I live on the East Coast, not far from Vermont, so maybe I'm a little biased, but you guys need to give a little more love and respect to some East Coast breweries, specifically Vermont. To me, there isn't really an East Coast, West Coast thing anymore. Well, I don't know. Uh, The IPA is changing and rebalancing itself to lean more towards softer bitterness and a ton more hop flavor and aroma. Is he right about that, Tasty? Hello? On the West, uh, here we've gone to his uh, drying the beer out more to accentuate the... uh Hop flavor and aroma. Yeah. So it's all about attenuation. But, I mean... Our beers it, are said to be drier, yeah. more hop forward, but it's more about... Uh, we just go for more attenuation. And I would say even in, in general, using less crystal malt. Yeah. Yeah, the East Coast. That, to me, is the, is the differentiation point between East and West, is we don't really use a lot of crystal malt, if any. Well, and we were right? judging these things, and we're on the West Coast, and we didn't get them all so fresh. Well, they so. could have, yeah. Some of the hops could have dropped out. Yeah. Or they they could have been well, warm it, or whatever. Well, it was. We, we, they sat in our in our glasses for twenty minutes before we got around to trying them. So How that long was, did they sit in uh, well, Moscow's refrigerator. <laughs> I'm surprised the, they made it out of Moscow's refrigerator. <laughs> That's, you got to count your your blessings. Okay. Well, I, I get the intent of the of the feedback, and uh, yeah. Do you think we shrugged them know. off? I mean, no. We, I, oh. I I personally have no bias. I mean, if I had a yeah, I don't. I pee in front of me, and I don't care where it's from. I just like yeah. them both. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would, you know. <laughs> yeah, if I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, well, we we have a I, listener in here. Can, we, can we listen to him? Sure. Get a microphone. But none of the East Coast beers uh, were they like bad. Everyone is. I yeah. liked Four Pours IPA, and they're even farther away than the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Four so, Pure. Yeah, yes. Four Pure. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, well, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Uh, introduce yourself if you're going to speak. Hey, Andy from Wisconsin. Andy, thanks for joining oh, us. Perfect, man. Wisconsin. So, what's yeah. your take? So, you're right in the middle. You're no man's land for the East yeah. versus West <laughs> showdown. Un- unbiased, right here. Tupac right. or Biggie? Go. Tupac. Uh, they both suck. No, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, right. Wrong. Just like no IPAs. Right answer. I like no one, one cares. Pop. That's the right answer. What do you think? Least or West for uh, IPAs? <laughs> Least. Least. Oh, I, I go with the West Coast probably. See? There you go. Burn. 
All right, it's settled. <laughs> yeah, it's take settled. that, Brian. Yeah, you do you jerk. Think is still alive. There's your but, I mean, Ver, but I mean Vermont. Vermont. <laughs> He's yeah. driving Elvis around. He's hanging with Bush, planning the next 9/11. Right. Do you think Tupac oil pulled? Most likely. He got pulled oh. on. I tell oh. you that. Uh, Dan Ragnabach Bergendahl from South uh, from Southern Maryland writes. Uh, just wanted to congratulate Doc on a fantastic throwback episode a couple of weeks ago. The session shows have been great lately, but it was awesome to get some in-depth beer info from Doc and the gang, old school style. Thanks again. Cheers. Yeah, that's the uh, Stuck Fermentation show. Okay. Yeah, I got a lot of email from yeah. that. Everyone loved it. Yeah, thanks. I, I, Good work, buddy. I knew we were going to do it. Uh, it just got thrown together a little quicker than I thought, <laughs> thought it was going to. Yeah, uh, but it, all the information was there. So <laughs> it, it, was, it was like, oh, we're, we'll do it. We'll do it. Like, can you do it today? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure, why not? About 3.40 p.m. I'm Doc. I can do whatever I want. Okay. Can, you, can you fuck up a beer again soon so we can have another good show, please? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Done. Uh, this one is from... Oh, I didn't get his name. That's stupid. Uh, Mystery Man says, I was listening to the 4-6-2015 uh, episode of The Session, and someone sent feedback asking about brewing a beer for their yet-to-be-born granddaughter. Justin rightfully berated the caller for being a typical silly home brewer, and then he says, sorry for the harsh words, Grandpa. Jay and Chad were talking on the Sour Hour about how Brett continues to scavenge for oxygen and prevent autolysis. Maybe Grandpa can bottle condition the barley wine with Brett. I know it's losing a battle at 21 years, but this might buy him a little more time. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Thanks so much for everything you do. You guys have been helping me and the rest of the Army brew better beer for almost 10 years now. Keep up the good work. JP for Nobel Laureate 2015. P.S. I found out I just got two Sours through to the second round of the Nationals. Nice. nice. Thanks, Brewcasters. Well, congratulations on that. I don't know, Doc, barley wine with Brett? What do you think? Bad idea or well, worse idea? The Brett would be gone, wouldn't it? He's just saying to... Well... I would keep going until there's the, some sort of... Then the Brett can't would eat try sugar. I, I, um, yeah. You can't... Okay, you can just make barley wine better <laughs> any way you do it. So, yeah, throw some Brett in there. Yeah? I don't like barley well, I'm not wine. A, I'm not a... <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good answer. I'm not yeah. a bread expert, but it, it seems like the bread would uh, yeah. have a lot of work to do it, there. It's and would, uh, it would, would go after it and do it. A bread barley wine. It, it would, wouldn't, it would, it like, wouldn't it like take all that sweetness oh, out? Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. Please. It'd become <laughs> like, pop, pop take my sweetness. Leave please. some weirdness, man. Well, I guess if you're saying, if you're insisting, if Grandpa's insisting on doing that anyway, right. might as well. Why not? Give it a try. Well, yeah. Sure. I mean, 21 years, it's not like he's going to have a great... Like it's going to anyway. suck no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so why not give it a shot? Yeah, yeah how I was really you? excited at the end of that sentence. I know that's what I was waiting for. In 21 years, Grandpa's not going to be around. Well, I didn't want to be mean, so <laughs> I was just trying to. If you're even there to share it with her in the first place, I was not implying that at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, start uh-huh. start oil pulling now because uh-huh. you want to survive. <laughs> you should. You'll feel fantastic. What's Grandpa's girlfriend look like? Dave writes, hey, ass munchers, heading out your way for NHC. I was hoping you could bullshit for a few minutes on must-see beer spots in the general 100 miles radius area. Cheers and fuck it, Dave. Oh, man. Oh, so I, a hundred mile radius? San Diego? From, uh, well, San see, Diego? Or I, I, don't, I don't know. He's very well, unclear he wants about to go to Mexico, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. well, let's answer yeah. both yeah. questions. All right. Well, I mean, I, I don't know many in San Diego. I would say Google it. I have no idea. Um, but here, you come here and go to the Rare Barrel. That's it. <laughs> Next no, question. You just got to go up to the brewery from San Diego. Is that what we're talking about? Up, up to Orange uh, County. Yeah, up to yeah. Orange County. That's more than 100 miles away. Uh, no, it's 90. Society, 90. definitely. Oh, yeah. It's 90. 
It, it, it's under 100 for sure. Yes. No. I, L.A. from San Diego is under 100? No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, Orange County, uh, Orange where the County. brewery's at. Placentia. Orange, not, not L.A., Placenta. Orange County. Yeah. Placentia? Placentia. Yeah. What's placenta? <laughs> that's, that's, that's something, too, isn't it? That's something That is a thing. Uh-oh. It's 95.2 miles. There you go. Wow. I said 95. Oh. An hour and a half this year. Yeah, so society. Yeah. For sure. Society, society definitely. Yeah, that's society, for sure. Oh, yeah, you got a lot of things. Bow's uh, Point? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I have no idea. Oh, World oh. Bistro. There's apps you can you can pull down that have you, you yeah, can map. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, we, we just know from being beer fans. So if you Google it, you're yeah. going to find much uh, if better. You for the top five percent of the. I guess, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I haven't been in any of these places, so is, I can't necessarily recommend. Is them. um is it St. Archer? Are they in San Diego? I don't know. Yeah, I believe they to are. To me, Southern California I believe is just they one are. spot. They are fantastic. Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't anything know. south of the grapevine is right. fair game. Yeah. Um, so pick, I would pick your friends where they live, and then about five miles from where each friend lives, that's, find a spot. That's, that's the places you're going to go. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's uh, good B- advice from Dave. Bevo's right. St. Archer's down there, too. They're uh, fantastic. Alpine. Alpine's another really good one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. There you well, go. And then up here, there won't I don't know, be enough there. time to hit them all, sure. so don't even try. As long as you go to the rare barrel up here, you're fine. Okay? And there's other places, but that, there's that, not we, that many, so you know. Ago, and that's under 500 miles. A couple shows ago, we talked about a bunch of areas to hit up here because somebody asked. They're making a road trip up here. So yeah. Anchor, Magnolia, I, I, Faction, yeah. Russian River. Yep. I think Google. Rare barrel's 528. Or Bing it. Bing it. Yeah. Yeah. Or right? you can ask Jeeves. Well, that guy's a dick. He's a little oh, okay. snotty. All right. uh, Flo writes, and he goes, first of all, thank you. I'm 23 and roughly four months into working at Bear Republic, just up north here. And I swear throughout these past few months, any existential crises, how the fuck do you pluralize crisis, he says, uh, have been quelled by the BN cast holes. Okay. Uh, I listen to you guys as I clean out tanks of Racer 5 yeast and centrifuge that and other ales into other tanks or whatever. I don't know. I'm a centrifuge cellar boy. Today's Wednesday. Last Monday, two days ago, you interviewed Four Pure. Tonight, I got to go to Bears Pub and meet Dan and discuss your interview with him, as well as the craft beer scene in London and even which hop dominated in their pale ale. Because of you guys, I had an invaluable experience tonight. And again, I thank you. Justin, you are a sage, but not smart. There's a difference. Uh, Tasty, thank you for it. Apparently you did something. For, and, for it. And, uh, it. Yeah. Uh, he says, JP, not sure why everyone hates you yet, but I'm sure I'll get there. Aww. Aww. Suck a dick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. People are just going to hate. Haters be hating. Hate, hate. Saying? Don't be Haters hating. Haters hate. Uh, Beardy, mostly shut your face before I... Uh, fuck it. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. Uh, but oh. even more, mostly, I just can't grow a beard. Thank you so much. I look forward to hassling you when I start my own brewery someday. Flow. Oh, that was very nice. Uh, this one is from Dave. He says, I was listening to an older podcast from 8 11, 2013. He says, On the beer news, there was the subject brought up of a wild blue blueberry lager copying the branding of Flying Dog. And I vaguely remember this story, too. Uh, when I was 21, I bought some wild blue, which was next to the Flying Dog beer. I thought they were the same brand, too, and haven't bought any Flying Dog in four years. Wow. Because wild blue sucked that hard. <laughs> Also, what's <laughs> so he made a mistake. Uh, right. There you go. Yeah. Marketplace confusion happens. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible, but uh, also, what's up with all the off weeks? Here we go again. Pretty soon, you're only going to be doing a couple, two, three episodes a year. I'm on to you guys, damn communists. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for the great shows. There's three shows a month, baby. Three shows a month. It has never changed. Ever, ever. Three sessions. Well, then maybe not three in a row. Three a month. Yeah. yeah. So, some months have five Mondays, so that means two off weeks. Wait, can you go over that again? No. I'm, I'm writing. Oh, <laughs> it's some com- months. It's common some. Core. 
months. (laughs) This one's from Peter. He says, Dear Brewcasters, I have to write in to defend Nicole, which is uh, the first defense of Nicole. uh, (laughs) Um, She got drunk on the air and was loud. Big fucking deal. At least she doesn't try to wedge her political agenda into every segment (laughs) like that Sean Hannity impersonator Scott. Peter. All right. Oh my God! He just shut up. <laughs> is he high? All Nicole does is wedge her political agenda into things. It's just he agrees with Nicole, so therefore he doesn't hear it. Thanks, Sean. You're a dumbass, man. Pay attention. Yeah, Peter. Anyway, uh, if, yeah. Don't so be that, sad, Peter. That's it. I had to. I had to. You know, it's funny. Uh, this one is from Rich. He says, uh, "Hey, broadcasters, I'm an East Coast listener from the great state of Rhode Island. Well, I don't know about it. So it's great. great. And I'm listening to last week's podcast. It was very sad." Saddened to hear you guys shit all over two of our best IPAs, namely Heady Topper and Sip of Sunshine. I've always said I wanted you guys to sample more stuff from the East Coast, but now that I just listened to you guys essentially mercy flush these two fantastic beers, I feel defeated. What more can we now offer you guys if these two beers aren't good enough? Well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, if that's the best that you got, right. you're not doing a whole lot. Well, you know, we brush our, our teeth with a blind pig. <laughs> Right. Give us a break. Yeah. We, we, we pig pull. Yeah. Pig we, pull. We, yeah. We take some blind pig and then we, we switch like it for really 20 minutes. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and it's, you know. it's not mercy flush. It's courtesy flush. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, the East Coast, maybe yeah. they're used to drinking worse beer than us. So they, ha- they do have a mercy flush rule. All right, fine. Yeah, uh, he goes. Uh, he goes on to say, "I can't help but wonder if you guys hated the beers because you just don't like the style. What with the higher percentage of crystal malt present. Well, that was." I think part of our issue. No, with no, it. we've we've no, moved over things. to really dry, low crystal malt, yeah. crystal IPAs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I having Boring. had having had both beers numerous times myself, I struggle to listen to anybody say they dislike it. Well, you just need to get a, 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 a you know a opinion door that swings both ways, man. Uh, I'm not going to say you guys are wrong. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, considering most of you likely have way better palates than I do, but uh, can you at least throw the East Coast a bone? This is where it gets good. By saying that those beers are at least exceptional for their style. <laughs> what? No, so no. He, he basically just the wants being East Coast right, a compliment wrapped up in a bow stuck on it and just delivered it. We can have our opinions as long as you say, but there's someone else out there that might like it. Um, we've had East Coast people here who have brought decent beer. Decent IP, uh, Wicked Weed. They were fantastic. Yeah. They're yeah. from the East Coast, right? That's, I think. That's North East, Carolina. Right? Yeah, sure, man. That's East-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they're beyond Hawaii. That's how West they really are. <laughs> but they also say that that beer is a West Coast style. So whatever. They're, they're kind of trying to... Can we just do well, whatever is... Whatever they know where good IPAs are. And so they're making... What I, I mean, what I thought... I don't know. Hetty Topper was oniony and <laughs> not very good. I didn't like it. And so I'm not, I'm not going to pull a punch and say that this beer is exceptional for the style when I thought it was kind of out of balance and cloudy. Can we just do a Tosh and do a redemption thing and fly his ass out here? <laughs> yeah. The right. guy who All sent right. us Let's those beers? The, yeah. do the East no, no, no. The guy I, was just, just dissing on this. My favorite IP is Two-Hearted from Bells, and that's got some pretty good crystal malt character compared to a lot of West Coast beers out here. So yes. I'm not totally biased against any use of crystal malt, so... I can like I can dig on those styles. Yeah? If they're good. But you, you can, can pick you up what they're putting down. You can definitely taste the attenuation yeah. in that you beer as well, right? You can... Oh, it's nice and dry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's. I think it's a telling sign that that most IPAs are 
coming out as West Coast style IPAs. I mean, West Coast defined the style. East Coast has a different a different version of the style, but it's still uh, different from what we have out here. And, and in my opinion, even though I dislike the style greatly, our IPAs are better because they're drier. They don't have that crystal malt <laughs> right. thing. And and so what I don't understand about this feedback, it's like, well, maybe you just don't like the style with the crystal malt. Well, that was part of the <laughs> – yes, that was part of it. But, like, so what, if you take out the flaws, then we're going to love it? Okay, sure, maybe. Well, I, I find the whole thing like – that the West Coast could be better in some way. There's no secrets. I mean, if uh, they wanted to make a, you know, they could make the beers we like there, right? Yeah. Just they don't. They well, like, yeah, we had them from Carton. So I mean, those are pretty good IPAs. To me it's more about taste. Although, yeah, Although, it's personal preference. Yeah, I guess kind of what they're saying. Maybe what they're saying is that like the English IPAs are a certain style, and so we're not going to taste an English IPA on the show and be like. Oh, there's no grapefruit character in this English IPA, so it's not very good. <laughs> right. But the kind of the American IPA is kind of a BJCP style. There's not an East Coast IPA and a West Coast IPA BJCP style. And so... I'm sure there will be at some point. Right. And so because of that, maybe that's what all these guys on the East Coast are feeling like. We're just judging it based on our... Yeah, of I, I feel like... Well, I feel like they're 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 assuming that we're just... Shitting on it because it's not you know Pliny, and that's not true. We we know. Well, no, oh yeah, no. me and JP just hate that stuff. <laughs> right. But well, we sat there and we dissected it. And oh, we did. We tried every one of them, and we're just like, hmm. I mean, if your beer's cloudy, I'm going to tell you it's cloudy. I'm sorry. Yeah. And yeah. It, it tastes cloudy. <laughs> uh, last one uh, from Kevin. He says, "Dear asshats, including Bevo, usually uh, usually usually I'm excused from the asshattery. Oh, oh well. yeah, exempt. Hey, guess We're what? All about equality here. Yeah, just want to tell you that I've entered the NHC for the first time, and Go. four of my entries out of four of my entries, my Doppelbach placed third in the first round and is advancing to the finals under the Brewing Network club name, of course. Oh yeah, that's like three or four points or something. Now I want to know. Thanks so much for all the years of great information. You guys deserve a lot of credit for improving both my brewing processes and motivation to brew as much as I do. Uh, I got my score sheets back recently. I was hoping you could make a PSA to any judges listening. They use the checklist-style score sheets for the contest, and the feedback form leaves a lot to be desired in most cases. While high scores and placing is awesome, it's not why I enter contests. I want to improve my beer. If you're going to dock points for my score, that's fine. Just fucking tell me why so I can... uh, Tell me why you dock points so I can make it better next time. That's the whole goddamn point, isn't it? This guy's pissed. He makes a great point. It's not untrue. On a lot of my sheets, the checkboxes seem to line up well with the guidelines, yada, yada, yada. I know these guys are volunteers, and I appreciate their time, but it's frustrating to send out your beer and get unhelpful score sheets back. Sorry for the rant. Yours emotionally, Kevin. I, no, I, I relate completely because uh, you look sometimes on uh, Yelp, and uh, the Hop Grenade will have a review from someone who basically compliments the decor, the staff, the beer. It's all fantastic, and it's a three-star rating. Right. Like, what? What am I supposed to do now? How do I know how to improve and why I don't get it? No. I uh, yeah, ratings. I hate rating sites. It's the same way for beer too. It's like, no. "Oh, this was cloudy, five stars." What what? I don't understand. It's sometimes I it's, it's you the opposite. lived for rating sites. I love I love rating in general. I know. I'm more like on I Tinder, know. but or just, you know. just on your own. Have you started Tinder yet? Have you started that account? No. Didn't we talk to you about that? Yeah. Yeah. What's I your looked, handle? I looked into it. <laughs> What's your handle on it? Come on. I haven't looked that far. Come on, what into is it? it? Oh. What is it? Doc McStuffins? <laughs> <laughs> Time for your checkup. <laughs> 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 
Doc McStuffins is a kids, uh, it's a kids show. Uh, That's the theme song. We're going to take a break, everyone. When we come back, we got... Wait, we got... wait, is the best part. It's okay if you giggle. It'll only... All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We have Drug of the Week. Uh, NHE phone calls back after this. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously. What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to MoonlightMeadery.com forward slash BNArmy and use coupon code BNArmy at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. 
Attention, home brewers. If you like making labels for your handcrafted awesomeness and wish more people could see how great you are, then check this out. GrogTag, the makers of custom reusable labels and craftbeerandbrewing.com are hosting the first ever National Homebrew Label Awards. The top 10 labels will be featured at the 2015 National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego to more than 5,000 attendees and more than $2,500 in prizes will be awarded. If you've created a label at any time in the past year, you're eligible to enter. GrogTag and Craft Beer and Brewing have teamed up with great sponsors like More Beer and the Brewing Network to make this competition a great one to enter. Submit your entries between March 1st and June 1st for your chance at fortune and glory at homebrewlabelawards.com. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. Submit your label entries today. Good luck, and we'll see you in San Diego. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We got one final break, and then uh, and then we're out of here. Hey, Bev, uh, I have a question for you. I have an answer, maybe. Are you getting enough? Probably. Oh, you finally <laughs> didn't she ask we why we didn't ask her? Time. Yeah. Well, no, she she said we don't ask her. So well, now you're asking her. Yeah. To, to be oh. honest, I don't listen to what she asks. Can so, you uh, ever really get enough? I don't know. Well, that's a good question. I bet yeah. you'd love more, right? Always. <laughs> Uh, you know, you'd better hope that Sam doesn't hear this. Right, I was he's, no, say. he's asleep. Fine. <laughs> okay. yeah. uh, he's well, not listening to this. <laughs> well, good for you then. Uh, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more, Beverly, uh, with 10 free gifts. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Ooh, that would a, be me. That would be you. Second, a specially selected toy for him, which is probably your neighbor or something. But still for you. Um, <laughs> and, a, and a third little something we know you'll both enjoy. Ooh. Still for you. Uh, which for Sam is probably sleeping pills and you, you know. <laughs> A warmed up car on the corner. Which is me a twenty four hour <laughs> a new Roswell Atari game. <laughs> marathon. You would watch Roswell. Uh, plus, you'll get six full length adult DVD uh, movies, which is probably the only time you'll ever hear the words "full length" in a sentence referring you to Sam Roswell. Uh, and number ten, uh, free shipping on your entire order. So, what do you have to do to get your ten free gifts, Beverly? It's not that hard. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one That's item. It could said. be an adventurous new toy, sexy piece of leisure, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BNARMY at checkout. You'll get all 10 free gifts. Go to uh, adamandeve.com, B-N-A-R-M-Y, at checkout. Bam. There you go. That's it. Bam. 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 Okay, what do we have here? We have... Uh, so, NHC winner voicemail, Scott. Yeah, well, we're going to determine who the winner is. That's right. Uh, so, go ahead. Yeah, well, let me get through a couple, just a couple of quick mentions here. Okay. Uh, the first is the Steel City Brewers competition. They wanted uh, me to mention that it's the second annual uh, competition. It's coming up June 6th. Uh, you can email comp at steelcitybrewers, S-T-E-E-L, uh, steelcitybrewers.com, and uh, it'll take place during the Boats, Bands, and Barbecue Festival and uh, American and summer styles of BJCP categories will be accepted to complement the barbecue. So if you're uh, in the neighborhood, uh, enter the Steel City Home Brewing Competition. Uh, and the other thing is if you're a, a local here in the Bay Area, uh, here just locally in Concord, uh, the third annual Art, Wine, and Beer Walk is coming up Saturday, May 9th. It's going to be right here in Toto Santos Plaza. The Hop Grenade will be one of the stops. You can see some awesome art and, uh, and uh, drink wine and drink beer, of course. And uh, that goes to help the... Uh, scholarships for local girls and women to keep them interested in math and engineering. 
which of course being a Sean Hannity impersonator, I'm against. Uh, right. But everyone else is for it, so uh, go ahead and support them by attending the uh, Art, Wine, and Beer Walk. All right, so this is kind of big because we're going to give away a pass to NHC. A That's free right. pass. Yeah, from who? Who are you? Free Ryan. Right now? Justin's going to That's just for us, that. right? This is courtesy of the AHA, right? Courtesy of the AHA. Yeah. This is amazing. So awesome. what last show that we had, we asked people to call in and uh, give us their finest pitch. Why should we send you to the NHC? And uh, so how many calls do we have? Uh, I think we had a whole bunch to get through. So let's do it quickly. I think we got one to about nine of them. And uh, every, everyone here uh, made a pretty good case. Or so we're, not, nine are the good ones. Not, yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, these are the best of the best. So, yes. All right, let's run through them, Scotty. Hey, guys. It's Brandon Zeddy, the metal guy, uh, calling to tell you a sad story to try to win a trip to San Diego for the conference. So in 2013, when I started homebrewing, I wanted to go to the NHC in Philly and uh, ended up not being able to. My mom got a serious infection in her leg. They had to remove her knee. And uh, she was out of work for about 20 weeks. So I did my best to work overtime and everything to help my parents out, give them a bunch of money for bills and stuff to make sure that my family was going to be all right. Fast forward to 2014, Michigan, NHC. I had my wedding that year that me and my fiancé at the time had to save a lot of money for. So I kind of screwed that stuff up. A couple months after the wedding, everything's going great, and my mom gets another infection in her leg. Again, a lot of bills, uh, a lot of things piled up, and I had to help them all with that, too. And also, coupled with that, my sister's boyfriend bailed on her in Florida, and I had to spend a decent amount of my tax return to bring her home. Um, so I guess the, the con- <laughs> not the, the conclusion, I suppose, is that I just keep running into a lot of uh, money issues, which obviously isn't your guys' problem. But uh, at this rate, I don't think I'm ever going to make it to the NHC. So I was really hoping to uh, try to win it here. And in the saddest of all things, is that I live in Wisconsin, and <laughs> it's winter 11 months out of the year here, and I'd like to get into the sunshine. All right, there you go. That's uh, our our Song of the Year winner That's uh, right. from last year, Brandon's Eddie's. Okay. And he's all about that guy. With a real sob story there. Very good. Next one. Hi, Brewcasters. Uh, my name's Brian. Uh, I, just, I was calling in for two things. First thing <laughs> is uh, you should pick me for the conference because... Well, my fiance just broke up with me, and I have all this money Ooh. that I want to spend on drinking really good beer. Mm. Uh, this is my first time calling in, but I've been listening to uh, your podcast now for probably about four months. I've been brewing for about eight months. So I really think you should pick me because I have all this money, and I just want to get out and have a good time. Thing to second, I think Nicole is getting a lot of shit for the pizza port episode. She's just having a good time and being a fun girl, so... Don't give her shit for that. Yeah, my name's Brian, and you should pick me. There you go. That's uh, Brian from Boston. Okay. Uh, he's not like he's from Boston. And I kind of want to interview him. Like, wh- whose fiance breaks up with him? Well, uh, you notice yeah. he, got, he got into brewing <laughs> about eight months ago. Well, now now his fiance's <laughs> broken up with him. So, uh, You got some time left. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Right. He from, should go cause he, so he can hang with Nicole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, she's not engaged. No. No. Well, uh, they got some time too. That's no. Yeah. I mean, that's no fine finality. If if he's any example, it's engaged, true. engaged. All right. Here's Dustin from Riverside. Yeah, this is Dustin. Um, I'm calling for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, I had to drink an extra lot tonight because turns out the Kings kind of suck and <laughs> they lost to the stupid 
Edmonton Oilers. That sucked. And number two, trying to get some tickets to the RAA, ticket to the thing down in San Diego. The, yeah, the conference. <laughs> that thing. And Scott, Dr. Scott, Dad, if I can call you that, I miss you. What? And I really want to get out of there to see you. And that's why I think this falls more under option number three for support. But um, he's he's referring to when you have when you can pick uh, leave one for drunk of the oh, week, the phone two tree? For, three for support. So that this falls more under support. Okay. But, um, yeah, I want to I, I want to see you. I don't know if you remember Cindy, circa nineteen summer nineteen seventy three. There's some L conference or something. But Cindy, whatever. Five thousand bygones. Oh, I remember. I really want to get down to the conference. Maybe no, I, I just catch a game of catch. Play a game of catch. Let's do that. What? I miss you. I love you, Dad. Did you say Dad? Dad. Dad. Don't, he says uh, Cindy from the t- that conference back in 73. <laughs> 73. This is your long lost son, Doc. Yeah, no, he said right. the dental conference. That's what he said. Yeah. Some dental conference or something. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You remember Cindy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she lives outside of uh, West Virginia. Now. He wants to play catch. I love yeah, that. Just a little catch. catch. Come All on, right. Dad. My notes for this one is just going to say Doc's son. <laughs> <laughs> Super. So, uh, she's going to go to NHC cards today. That's kind of creepy. This is more yeah. under um, three for support. That doesn't fall far from, yeah. far from the tree. I was, I was 14 and 73, so <laughs> it could have been summer camp, and I did know a Cindy. <laughs> you called summer camp dental conference? He well, did, not me. You know, well, it depends on what you mean by dental, yeah. right? Fleshy, yeah. uh, fl- anyway, go ahead. All right, just, uh, okay. to, just to break up the weirdness, here's Grodd. <laughs> Hello, this is Gregory. I'll be at NHC, so I don't need a ticket from anyone else. Thank you. Grodd doesn't need a ticket. I love the birds in the yeah. What if he wins? Yeah, this is this is how it started. The, he's where is he in an atrium? Right. Yeah. Jesus. What is it all like that back there? Oh, I love Grodd. Is snake. it the Sydney Zoo? Right. It, snake. <laughs> yeah. Is that much wildlife in there? I guess so. All right. Here's Jacob from Cincinnati. This is Jacob from Cincinnati. I called a few weeks ago, and I talked to Nicole, and Nicole said. That if I ever made it made, made it to NHC, she'd give me a hug, and I think that's a good reason to win the the the, the tickets to NHC because Nicole will give me a hug, and I want a hug from Nicole. I've I'm drinking, and the second reason I I, I felt that I needed to call drunk of the week. And win the prize at the same time. So I'm, I'm going for both right now. Uh, and um, the second reason is the only reason I'd be able to go to NHC is if I got free tickets. That's what my wife said. And she said, if I got the tickets, I can go out there. But I fly out there and I stay out there. And if I won tickets, uh, Bevo, you're the best. Justin, I listen to everything you say. JP, suck a dick. Right, Uh, Moscow, don't ever read poetry again. I love you, Doc and Tasty. Peace. (laughs) There you go. I'll fly out there. I'll stay out there. I got tickets. I'm never going back home. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
Uh, here is Justin from Livermore. Hey, guys. This is Justin, Butch Ember in the forum. Uh, hey, I really would like to go to my first NHC this year. I'm not going to be able to go unless I win. My wife will not let me out of the house, so please help me get out of the hellhole that is Vacaville, at least for a couple of days this summer. Please, thanks, bye. I just, I, Vacaville. I, I, I love the theme of uh, guys' wives. They're just like it's, yeah. home is a prison, basically. You guys need yeah. to marry nicer women. <laughs> You'll find out soon, guys. Oh, there's other ways out. <laughs> Powdered drugs. Uh, here is Mike from San Diego. Hey, this is Mike from San Diego. You need to give me the pass to the NHC. Uh, here's a sob story. I came home the other night from work at 2 a.m., and my dog had explosive diarrhea shit all over my bed. <laughs> also, my doctor said I can't drink for the next like month and a half because it's exacerbating a heart condition that I have. Also, I live in San Diego, so you're basically obligated to give me this pass. Uh, call me with my pass at the... Uh, and then he gave out his phone number, so I cut that out. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, it's still there. What happened? No, I dropped it. No, no. Oh, Play it. okay. Zero eight six. Oh, okay. Eight. Okay, good. <laughs> he dropped it. I was like, uh, we I don't sure. know. He didn't drop anything. Oh, please. But, Come uh, on. Very numbers. good. All right, okay. a couple more. Here yeah. is Nick. Hello, my name's Nick. First up, I want to thank you guys for everything you do. I have entered 12 contests that never scored below a 38 and got second at Indiana Brewers Cup. But I am going to tell you why I think I deserve a ticket. And the reason is my wife is 5'7", blonde hair, blue eyes, has the measurements of Jessica Biel. I will send you pictures. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know who Jessica Biel is. Compelling right. case so makes. are we giving her the pass? Yeah, who, who are yeah, the I don't understand. Uh, yeah, if there's only one pass, she goes. <laughs> right. uh, here is Ryan. I'm going for uh, not drunk of the week, but uh, the American Homebrewers Conference is San Diego. So, do we want to eliminate him just right now because he called it the American Homebrewers Conference? Isn't that what it is? You want to let us know? National. But he said drunk of the week first, so he is drunk. He said not drunk of the week. Oh, not. Yeah, I'm not calling for that. What I'm calling for is. I think he's too drunk. I think he's fine. Keep him in. Keep going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've we've ignored all kinds of other shit. Anyways, here's my sob story. We had this trip where we're going down to San Diego. And I was planning to buy some tickets for AHC, AHC. but I can't because I can't afford it because my wife got pregnant. And I was like, okay, I'm still in the ballpark. And then we figured out it's twins. So I was like, shit, I definitely can't afford it now. So there's my soft story. I'm going to be down there anyways. I'm planning to be at BNA 10, I hope. I think I can afford that, but there's no way I can afford all the other stuff. Anyways, my name is Ryan. I live in Walnut Creek, and I'm drinking homebrew. Woo! I sound great, don't I? All right. Bye. And uh, the last one is from uh, the guy who serenaded us on the uh, Drunk of the Week line, Scotty B. Okay, so this time I ain't going to sing, and I, I apparently sickened you with my drunken serenade. It's yes. me, Scotty B, calling again. I just want to get tickets to NHC, and more importantly, to BNA 10. So this is why you should give me this privilege, this honor, 
is because, like you, I'm awesome. I really am. I, I've been a fan for only a couple of years, but um, I've, I've been on Dr. Homebrew a couple of times. I've, I've frequented the hop grenade more times than I could count, and I live 200 miles away. I've met my, my gay lover, Nico Luke, off there. Just kidding. He's not really my gay lover. He's someone. Everything else is on the level. It's true. And while I'm not singing your drunken serenade, I, I'm still kind of drunk. I must admit. So pick me. Scotty B for NHC. I'm sounding like Dr. Seuss on the loose. And I'll suck your dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Those are your uh, contestants for the free pass uh, to NHC. Well, that was amazing. I don't know. Uh, how do you top those? You don't. No, you don't. Well, let's run through them real fast, I guess. Uh, Brendan, he has a no-knee mommy and a moneyless family. That was his uh, sob story. His family essentially hates him. Um, he did. He did uh, write us a bunch of songs, so he gets credit for that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. He um, has, uh, he's been trying to go consistently, and things that are outside of his control are preventing him from going. That's what I got from that. Maybe, yeah. hey, maybe you should stop those things. Well, but I mean, welcome to the fucking universe, dude. He gets a free, I gave him, I gave him free beer, you know, tips and shit. Uh, Brian, consolation <laughs> uh, like, prizes. Yeah. Brian's fiance broke up with him. I think that's pretty. That's that's a no, that hit sob me. story. No, I like that one. But he said he had a lot of money to spend on beer, which that, means he has a lot of money to right. buy a ticket. Because that's why well, he's he my vote. and buy me beer there. So I don't get him because he's not spending on her. Yeah, he had it set aside for like you know the wedding or whatever. And now he, yeah, right. So he could he could buy himself a ticket to NHC. Then. Yeah. Well, but he spent it all on beer to drown his no, sorrow. Well, he's gonna no, be, he said he has a bunch to spend there. Oh, so then should we eliminate him? Well, yes. ju- why? Just because he can afford it? No. No, no he, I feel sorry because he lost his uh, okay. fiance. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you, yeah, it's not part of it. Just because you can't afford it doesn't mean you. Yeah. Dustin's no, a Kings fan. Uh, he's and, got my vote. And he's Doc's uh, long lost oh son. Oh, my God. That guy was amazing. <laughs> From Cindy. He was really broken up that the, the <laughs> Oilers beat the Kings, so I, I'm definitely voting for him. Uh, then we had Grodd, who doesn't even need a ticket, so of course. <laughs> A grandstanding uh, Australian. Um, <laughs> Jacob wants a hug from Nicole. That's why he wants to go. Uh, Justin hates his wife. Overrated. Uh, Mike's uh, dog had explosive diarrhea all over his bed, and he has a lame heart. And he lives in San Diego. Well, I feel like he maybe he shouldn't go if he right. has a drinking problem that's exacerbating a heart problem. You know, that's yeah. not a bad idea. We yeah. don't want to kill yeah. anybody. Right. Mainly because we won't be on the air when it happens. We won't have any medical equipment on site. Right. As long as his uh, drinking oh problem gosh. doesn't make his dog have diarrhea. That's if I see somebody get defibrillated on this trip, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, Nick uh, is drinking shitty homebrew. Uh, he has a hot wife. And he said, we'll send hot pics of his wife. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, the, the, the tall blonde. So one. that's not bad. He, well, he should have already sent that. Yeah, yeah I That would have gone a long way. That would have been better. And Jessica Biel just had a baby, so I what kind of who, measurements are we talking about? I don't know who she is. I'm sure pre-baby. She's married, really? to, she's married to Justin Timberlake. <sighs> My kid just said that, and I was appalled. Yeah, she's I she's the brunette from 7th Heaven. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She was in that, was she in Blade or... I don't Blade know. Blade Trinity no. or something? I don't uh, know. What, what was that other movie? She's, yeah, she she's was, with the Adam Sandler and the... No, no, there's uh, the other movie. She was, like, pretty hot. Come yeah. on, she's really hot. Mm, I'm yeah. sure she is. Uh, she just, she's a butterface. She's married to Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Just saying. Uh, Beverly, keeping women down since yeah. 2005. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go w- watch Glenn Beck. Don't Jesus. call her a pair of boobs, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shut up, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh... We had Ryan with a pregnant wife, uh, and then he found out that he had twins, and that's going to cost a lot so, of cash. But he's already going to be in a 10. 
Um, and then we had Scotty Scotty B who said uh, that he's basically awesome, um, but he also wanted tickets to BNA Ten. Are we giving away big bigots to TNA Ten? I think Justin said that is a, that's yeah, a package deal. Wow, included. Oh God, really? <laughs> Oh, that's a lot of responsibility. Why, why that? Why, yeah, what? because you're afraid that you're going to have to hang out with someone else you don't like. I like everybody. Now you don't yeah, want to hang true. out with your son, right? Well, just, well, I'm not bringing him. So who are we? <laughs> well, who are we eliminating? We have everybody get yeah. the ten. Just to prime us for the vote, you want yeah. to hear an awesome drunk of the week call from Stinger, and then we'll vote. Another one? Yeah. No, no, wow. that's too confusing. No, Wait. no, it's good. Although we might want to give it to him after this. What's up, Ash Hat and Bevo? Hi, Beverly. Hi. Stinger checking in from the dirty jurors. Hey, <laughs> McDowell, put down the goddamn phone already. That little trollop with daddy issues can wait. This shit's fucking important, kid. <laughs> hey, Justin, if you ever need Tasty to contribute more to the show, just cut off his fucking thumbs already. <laughs> you dumbasses who call in on the Drunk of the Week hotline, better start bringing your fucking A game. Last week's shit was fucking pathetic. I take one week off and look what happens. One fucktard's tickling balls. The other one sings a fucking Bette Midler song. Really? The both of you should go and jump in front of a fucking bus. Oh, and look at the BN circle of life. Doc's about to end a marriage. JP's about to start one. <laughs> both are ultimately nothing more than lessons in futility. Doc's going to give her half of his shit, which is a lot. And JP is going to give her half of his. <laughs> Whatever. Singer out. Yup, yup, yup. Oh, and uh, shut the fuck up, Beardy. There you go. I love it. That's a drunk of the oh, week yeah. call. Dirty jerk. Dirty oh jerk. The New Jersey theme of the show. Yeah. I had to play it. You know. I mean, you know, he just sit and he like writes this out, and it's oh, yeah. basically like That's the Angry rehearsed. Jamil emails of old. It's good stuff. Remember when Angry yeah. Jamil used to write in? The guy had it going. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's 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 kill a few people here, man. Let's uh, let's give this shit away. So we went through them all uh, again, huh? Yeah, we went through them all again. Um, so what, think, which ones did we get the most uh, well, attention? I think Scotty B can kind of just get cut, right? What do you think? Because he's awesome. He didn't really give us a, a good descriptor. Well, he's been he supportive. It. He's been on Doctor Homebrew. He's yeah, been the but, Hot Grenade. Whatever. All right. Whatever. <laughs> what do you guys think? Compelling counter argument. Uh, if whatever. no one's going to say anything, yeah. I'm just going to cut people. I like the a guy with the hot. Wife, 5'7". Okay, what, you want to keep him in? I don't know if I what, like that yet. What was oh, Ryan's oh, no, what? Okay. selling point? Ryan was that he his wife is pregnant with twins. That's a good one. I he, feel bad for him, so... Yeah. Okay, wait. He called it. It his a wife story. got pregnant. She didn't do it on her own, yeah. dummy. Well, no, but the twins well, thing... we're not is sure really, he had anything you know, to do with it. turn for the worst. I do love the passive tense. My wife got pregnant. Yeah, The milk spilled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's already going to be an A-10. No, right. no, he hopes no, he, he wants get to. There. No, he's already going. He says no. And no, he's, he's already going. He's yeah, going. he's already going. I think he had got it. He's down there for some other event. He said, "I can afford to go to BNA Ten, so yeah. I will be there." Well, he said, uh, "I'm going to BNA Ten, so at least I can afford that." Is he, is he yeah. the one that said, "Well, I can get down there because I can get down there and stay." Um, that was Justin with the mean wife. Okay, I think right. we can bounce Jacob, who wants a hug from Nicole. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like that wasn't very. You can uh, get that anywhere, right? Just right. show up here, uh, or, or on, Drake's, her, on really. her birthday. Yeah, uh, You know, Beth brought up a good point about Mike with the explosive dog diarrhea and the lame heart. Um, are we trying to kill people? It's a liability. Right. I feel like we should be responsible and not. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Well, 
We don't have a disclaimer, but there are disclaimers out there. It's like the military. You got to hide that shit. Mike's out. Uh, Doc messaged me. Or not, I'm sorry, not Doc. Crod <laughs> <laughs> messaged me just to let me know that he has no memory of making that phone call. <laughs> what, did you say where he was? Where, where was he standing? Let me ask. He's back in the running. It's a bird sanctuary. Uh, so we have. Uh, so we want to keep Nick with the hot wife picks, right? I guess. There's no pick. There's no pick. There's no proof. There's no pick. It's all. Well, it's he all said words. he he said if he won, he would. Yeah, so that's not good enough. Though. You want to kill him? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's out. Right. I'm with. Yeah. I'm with. Yeah, Moscow. more like here's you're, my wife. Can I right. win? You then I'm listening. Should have sent them in the beginning. You're in a competition. Okay, so it's down to Brandon with the no knee mommy. Uh, Brian with the fiance breakup. Dustin uh, is Doc's long lost son and a Kings fan, so it's a double he's strike. My, my vote all the way. Um, <laughs> Justin hates his wife and wants to get out. And then Ryan has the uh, two buns in the oven. I think uh, Justin with the mean wife can be eliminated. That's your choice, buddy. Okay. Right. I agree. It, she it wasn't an arranged marriage. Mean. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll eliminate the, the mean wife every time. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're down to four. How you hire it out? Ryan, Dustin, Brian, and Brendan. How are we going to... Just take, put it to a vote. I feel like... We're, we're down to three. We can vote. vote. We're, we're down, down to four. Nine, four. Nine, we need nine, to eliminate nine, one more, I think. All right. I, I, let's get rid of Ryan with the twins. He's already going to be an A-10. A, who gives a shit? Well, no, he said he could. No, he's going. going. Will you stop it? Well, confusing then he shit? needs to go to NHC. Shut the fuck up, Beardy. <laughs> this no, is his last another... chance for fun. I'm, I'm cutting, because fuck that guy. All right, well. Well, he's done that. All right, so Brendan, Brian, and Dustin. Okay. To a vote. All right, let's put a vote to a vote. Uh, who wants to vote for Brendan, who has his mom without a knee, his money hates him, his mom, wait, his family hates him, his family has no money. And he Bev. writes songs. Okay, so Brendan's oh. basically out. Oh, wait, there's two. It's only two people. That's not going to do anything. Uh, Brian, <laughs> who's, uh, Brian, whose uh, fiance broke up with him. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Just one. Uh, so he's basically out too. Uh, Dustin, who's a Doc's long lost son, and uh, you know from from oh. Cindy, we got three votes. Well, then it's Dustin. Yeah, there you go, Dustin. Congratulations, Dustin. Doc's son has won a ticket. I can't wait to meet the NHC. I can't wait to. I can't wait to hear all the people going. That's bullshit. Man. I can't wait oh, to yeah. meet you. Uh, he man, that was the, that was the most entertaining case. <laughs> I'm, I'm Doc's long lost son. Yeah, and the Kings lost. You're the winner. Uh, okay, let's do D- uh, DOTW, dude, and, and get That's out. That's we just did. Well, we got one more. Here's uh, I think Derek. Grog did because he didn't think he called it. Yeah, we'll count, <laughs> let's count Grog. Right. We'll count Grog as uh, okay. Drunk of the Week. And All then right. here's uh, Derek. This is Derek from Wausau, Wisconsin. And a stripper just wore a BM hat that I just received for her set. And they wouldn't let me take a picture. And my friend Scott is dying next to me from... <laughs> from large erection to medicine. What? Being for life. So I think he called from the strip club. It sounds like he did, yeah. What is he saying? The stripper was wearing a they're BN wearing, hat? Wearing a BN yeah. hat. It, sound, it sounds like she took his hat and I went see. on stage, but he wasn't allowed to take, take a, a photo. Picture, right? And then his friend next to him was dying from large erections. So what song do you think she was dancing to? Oh, God. You can leave your hat on? Yeah, I don't know. Some Kendrick <laughs> Lamar song, I'm sure. We need, a real, we need a real hotline because, I mean, I would have said, like, 100 bucks, you go back and get the picture. And a half and a half. He would have had his head caved <laughs> oh, in. Yeah, right. He wouldn't be alive still. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. 
And, uh, uh, so we had him and Stinger. Uh, Stinger insulted everybody. Derek called from a strip club, and Grodd forgot that he called from a bird sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got I voted. I vote the strip club guy. That's a good one. Stinger. Stinger's was solid. There's going to be some. Sound think, strip club guy. Who wants to vote strip oh, club? For guy? I'll vote for him too. There you go. Yeah, it's unanimous. you're the strip Not club, really and you think of us. There we That's go. A winner right there. Oh shit, we got Twitter game. JP didn't like Stinger because it was too scripted. Uh, Bev, do you have uh, any more Twitter things? That's it. So they're in two emails, or are they in one email? They're in two emails. You, hi, Bev. I love you, Beverly. Sorry, bro. Uh, I sent them to you a while ago. Sure did. <laughs> I can see them. them. Yeah, there was a girl it. at Sassy's up in Portland that wore a CBC tag. Took one off of a guy. Of course, you did. Where'd yeah. she wear it? Where did she wear it? Oh, around her neck, like okay. like normal people, right. yeah. like a human. <laughs> yeah, right. Just weird, <laughs> like yeah. normal people. Yeah. Uh, so let's see our Twitter game. Uh, who is our Twitter game brought to us by Scott? <laughs> Do you remember? Um, Adventures in Homebrewing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, check out the, the Adventures in Homebrewing dot org. Adventures in Homebrewing. So I want to know what uh, what weird exotic disease is Justin bringing back from the unexplored realms called oh. Hawaii. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, Bud Molyneux says, an infection from getting his nutsack tattooed like a Hawaiian hop grenade. Oh. Ouch. That's bizarre. Mm. Uh, Justin Baldwin just simply says, a wife. Reginald says, germophobia. Oh, wait. Wow. Bev, you're terrible at this. Uh, <laughs> Half Monk says, doc itch. I don't even know what that means. Like jock itch. No. Mm. Uh, Scott Pierre says party. Hawaiian MRSA, like mainland MRSA, except it turns your flesh into spam instead of rancid decay. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. These are terrible. Uh, Chris Rogers says another round of MRSA, but in a more central place due to banging far too many dudes while drinking Margaret. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Bev, I love your guts. She tried. She screens uh, emails like she screens phone calls. They all get through. <laughs> uh, none of these are good. No one wins. All right, no winner. They're terrible. The wife was the best one. Whoever wrote that in? A wife. Yay! Yeah. Oh, and then Blobber wants to call. Jeez, okay. Oh, God. Yeah. I just want to go home. He's got a ukulele. Right, well, Come on. This is the end. It's four in the morning or whatever it is. Right, how am I going to do yeah, this? this? Blobby. Hey, Blobby. Hello. Blobber. Hello. Hi, buddy. <laughs> Hi. Hey, guys. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> Great. All right. So you picked up the ukulele. Yeah, wow. I'm doing just fine. And the, the ukulele seems like yeah. the the instrument farthest from rural Canada that you could possibly get. JP, JP, you understand? The ukulele contains four strings. So it's really easy to learn. Yeah, so does the bass guitar, like a real male. Yeah, a bass guitar, but really short for people who can't think long things. I don't know. <laughs> people who can't, can't think, think long things. things. Yeah. yeah. Bass guitars, they're, they're, they're like six feet long, man. Hey, hey Blobber, sing me a song. Oh, yeah, please. let's get this done. It's 10.15. Yeah, uh, so that's it, right, Scott? That's it. We've covered everything. We're done. It's, uh, right. it's 11 
All right, Blubber, you're going you're gonna to sing us out. Uh, everyone, Justin will be back next week. Uh, you can send all your hate mail uh, to Warren at IamASmellyAsshole.com. Um, there's no show plugs or whatever. So uh, thanks again to Augie from Carton Brewing. Uh, thanks for sending the beers. They were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it was a good time, man. Definitely we should have Augie back. Everybody call in with their uh, ukulele songs next week. Right. Yeah. So look at that. Blobber's already singing us out. So, uh, <laughs> All right, perfect. Great. Well, you start talking. Come Blobber, sing yeah. it. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. Oh, man.